0: What if these things can read our minds? This is a safe sex zone.
1: Simple, beautiful fish.
0: Good night, campers. Turn on, tune in, talk movies. Welcome to the video cult.
2: It's water skiing. It's marine biology. It's the out-of-focus reach of the third dimension. Welcome to the video cult.
0: No cow. Could be a stroke of luck. If we kill this beastie on camera, I can guarantee you media coverage.
2: All right. Welcome back to our show. I am, of course, Josh Carmody. I'm Nathan Stone. And uh, we decided uh, this week, I think I did make a joke about this, that I was like, it's not really an exploitation film in the traditional sense, but I do feel that it exploits the good name of Jaws and it takes place at SeaWorld. That was a point I didn't make. The true king of exploitation (laughs) <laughs> sea world. Uh, so then we're going to get into that in a minute. But uh, how has uh, your week been going? What have you been up to, Nathan?
0: Well, things have been pretty good. I'm still working on my fitness videos. I, I finished three of them to this point, and I've only got a dozen or so more to go before my work term is finished. But I'm doing this for a friend of mine, and uh, she's a wonderful person. So I, I don't mind kind of putting in the extra time if it requires. And something that I had a little fun with, though, yesterday was I came across a movie completely by accident, just puttering online last night. And I kind of immediately decided that, oh, OK, I'm going to just watch this right now. I'm going to see if I can find it. And it was called Brain Scan. I don't know if you've come across this. Oh,
2: Edward Furlong? Yeah. Yes, I have definitely seen Brain Scan. Yeah. All
0: right. So it was totally unknown to me. I just saw, I think, the trailer of it randomly on a little pop culture website and if you've not seen this movie it's a lot of fun it's kind of I would describe it as a young adult horror film it's from 1994 and it really plays into the fear of violent video games and uh, our boy Edward Furlong he uh, gets a mysterious disc in the mail the game is called brain scan it pulls him into this kind of other world where he sees through a murderer's eyes and uh Oh, is it but is it him really committing these murders or these murders are happening in real life? It's it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. I wouldn't call it a good movie, but for something that is clearly aimed to scare teenagers of 1994, I had a good time with it. I got to tell you.
2: <laughs> yeah, it definitely falls into that. Like th- there was sort of a cyberpunk, not quite cyberpunk genre of movies from the early 90s where they weren't set in the future. They were very clearly set in the early 90s. But the, the filmmaker's understanding of what computers and technology could do of the time was wildly overestimated. Oh, yeah. Uh, because like it was always, you know, you'd see video games in movies and it's always like, like in this, it looks like real life. It looks like it's just filmed uh, or, or you know, uh, trying to think like, yeah, anything, anything VR looks like true to life, like the yeah. holodeck on Star, on Star Trek yeah. kind of thing.
0: Well, Edward Furlong's character in this, he has on his own... A computer that responds to his voice command, like full on like Alexa kind of deal, uh, can make phone calls for him just, you know, by voice command and has a bunch of pre-programmed responses and graphics. So this is, and this is, you know, a 1994 CRT. He's got like a naked CRT monitor. It's all very got that Apple to. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, he's doing stuff that even now I'm like, wow, I my computer doesn't do that.
2: Yeah. there And again, yeah, there was a lot of that. Hackers is like that. The Lawnmower Man is like that. There's just, yeah, there's a bunch of movies from that time. And books as well. I've read, I was reading like an adventure book that's, that was written around 1994 and in it, they're like, if we just put in the coordinates, the computer is going to like completely recreate this accident that happened 400 <laughs> years ago with a tsunami and a ship. And the guy's like, oh, they're like, they're talking about how Hollywood is using this at that time to do uh, like deep fake. And so and it's so <laughs> convincing that like Julia Roberts is going to be in a movie with with, uh, I don't know, somebody who's dead like Orson Welles or something like that. Well, I don't know if Orson Welles was dead in the early 90s, but young Orson Welles, <laughs> so some dumb shit like that. But yeah, that happens a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. I've always been a fan of the Zoom and Enhance that's oh, used yeah. by <laughs> every pop show ever. And you're just like, well, d- digital Zoom doesn't work like that. But OK, sure. Yeah.
2: they have. There's a good joke about if you ever watch Red Dwarf, they do a good joke about that where they're all, they're like enhance okay now look at that nickel okay now flip it and like and it just goes <laughs> it goes on and on and on How about you? Not much. I I started finally with my internship, work term. Um so it is doing video production stuff uh with switchers and and robot cameras, PTZ cameras, which is nice. The work is a little dry. It's uh so far been like kind of government conferences uh that need to be like done over Zoom and in person, but I get to partake in the catering, which is nice. But uh, today went by uh, pretty smooth. The first day though, the camera, the PTZ, PTZ cameras are pretty small. They just look like a little dome and uh, and we had it on, on a tripod in a corner. So it was kind of out of everyone's way and it could look at just the, the podium. And uh, there were some chairs that were a little close to it. And so I kept watching. I was like, who's going to sit there? Who's going to end up like getting the chair too close? And of course, this woman comes up Pulls the chair out until it hits the leg of the tripod because I saw it like shake on the monitor and I just watched her as she sat there. I was like, OK, you got to pull forward because you're too close to it. No, she looks and sees that she's touching it. She grabs the leg of the tripod and starts like shoving it into the corner. Oh, she didn't no. even look up to what it was like, even if it was a lamp, that was the most unhinged reaction of just like <laughs> it's like a toddler just like, oh, why is it near me? And so, like, she tried to push it, and I, I just ran over, and the only thing I said, I was just like, this is a camera. I, just, I didn't say anything else to her. I was just like, no, 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 this is a camera. And just straighten it out. But other than that, it was, uh, went by okay. But, no, it's been good. It, they're, they're a good group of guys. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting through it and getting out into the workforce, <laughs> finishing
0: school. What, how would you rank the catering? Uh, was it good? The, like, did you well, get a good the, spread?
2: Uh, yeah. The first one was at the Atlantica. So it was like a full breakfast. Okay. So I had like a bunch of bacon and eggs. I, I contemplate, no one went for the cereal and I contemplated, you know, the little boxes of cereal i was yes. supposed to pour the milk into. I contemplated just filling my bag up with those and I was like, maybe I shouldn't. But then someone else at the conference did it. Oh. <laughs> she went, she was like, I'm taking all these fruit Loops. <laughs> Uh, today was okay. Different hotel, similar. Well, today it was, you know, when they cut sandwiches into like little triangles. Yes. And it's like, I could eat enough of these to equate seven sandwiches. But if you put seven uncut sandwiches in front of me, I'm I definitely eat couldn't seven, eat that yeah. many. So that was good. I'm a fan of that. So that was my day today.
0: <laughs> All right. Um,
2: other than that. Yeah, not much. I I um, I um was reading the Jason Statham movie, The Meg. Uh, That's actually a series of books. Oh. based on a series of books they have been coming out since 1996. I think there's five or six of them. I'm, I'm on the second last one now because I've been waiting for the last one to come out. Just before the movie came out, I read through all the books. The movie came out. It was not very much like the book, and I was very upset. And so I was complaining to my partner not too long ago. I was like, oh, my God, the, the movie's nothing like the book. And she was like, well, I didn't read the book. And I was like, okay, I'm going to read you the book so you can watch the movie and <laughs> complain with me. So I I last night finished... Uh, after watching Jaws 3, I finished reading the last cha- couple chapters of The Meg, and then we watched The Meg, uh, which I didn't hate as much this time. I think I had time to simmer down. Plus, the, the trailer for the second one, which I think is going to be R-rated versus the PG-13 first one, came out. So uh, I'll I'll start to forgive them over time, I think. Uh, but that's about it.
0: <laughs> well, shall we go to SeaWorld?
2: Yes, let's go to SeaWorld. <laughs> I did actually go to SeaWorld. Did you? Uh, uh, when I was 16. I went to Florida I went to Disney World Universal Studios with my film class in high school. And I remember we had extra time the first day and, and extra money like saved up because we sort of like sold things and sold chocolate bars and stuff to fund the trip on top of like I was working at the time so I could pay for it. And they were like, let's go to SeaWorld. We have extra time. And there, I remember like a roller coaster that we rode a bunch mm-hmm. of times. But then I remember a friend of mine, I'm still actually good friends with her uh, to this day. She didn't. She did one of my tattoos we went down to where Tilikum was. Tilikum was the whale who I think is now dead. And it was like, it was like raining that day. There was really no one there. It was weirdly like dead and felt dingy. So we went down to the underwater viewing area. No one's there. Giant tank. It's indescribable how big that tank is. And just watching this, depressed whale with its tail down dorsal fin collapsed, just listing lazily and i remember she grabbed my hand and i was just like yeah let's go <laughs> so that's oh. what i remember of sea world a very depressing dingy,
0: like yeah
2: um <laughs> so that and this movie are the things i remember
0: do you know the lore of tilicum
2: oh yeah i've watched okay. blackfish okay. a number of times right. yeah because I, I, I even looked it up when i saw the whale in this mm-hmm. i was like wait when did tilicum come to uh SeaWorld it's not Tilikum Tilikum didn't go to SeaWorld until 92 mm-hmm. so I don't know I didn't actually look at which whale it was in this it might be Shamu's mom or something like that I don't something, know if they had yeah. they moved them around a lot so it's hard to know which one it was they, they had their weird little slave trade and they were sending them off to Laurel Parquet and shit.
0: <laughs> oh yeah um,
2: but yeah. I digress <laughs> so
0: I, I do want to bring up Tilikum again one other time, but I'll I'll wait until we get into <laughs> the movie here. But uh yeah, that's that's wild. I only ever went to Marineland in Ontario. I went which once was when kind I was of a the, kid. Yeah. yeah. the Canadian version of SeaWorld. And I I gotta tell you, I really don't remember much. I was like maybe five years old, but I, I do remember seeing the uh the seals they in their big seal enclosure and stuff. But yeah, I don't really remember any of the the, the big mammals or anything like that uh, i have been to the ripley's uh aquarium though that's in toronto that thing is incredible we talk about undersea like tunnels <laughs> as we will get into they have several of them honestly pretty pretty dope yeah Loved
2: it. <laughs> oh man all right so yeah so Jaws 3d came out in 1983 uh directed by joe alves or alvis uh, who worked on the previous two movies as like a production guy. I think he was in charge of some of the shark design and things like that. So I think it was kind of one of those obvious choices to do the third sequel in a in a mm. series of films with diminishing box office returns. <laughs> and it's funny, like, I, I remember this one the most. I do. And this gives us a chance to talk about the other sequels because I don't think we'll ever really do them. They're less kind of exploitation mm-hmm. The second one feels very much like the blueprint for sequel, sequel to a blockbuster. It kind of has that one line pitch, that elevator pitch of just like, it's it's Jaws, but with a bunch of teenagers. Like, so, because they get the, the their boat, like, capsizes and then... Yeah. And you have the shark attacking a helicopter. And so you just get a lot more, like, kind of over-the-top moments with it. And then the fourth one is truly out to lunch because... The fourth one had an, in the original script, there was supposed to be like a voodoo doctor guy who was actually controlling the shark because in the novelization for the movie, they still talk about that stuff.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> See, that to me would have made the fourth movie better. I got yeah, to honestly, you. <laughs>
2: if they had just went all out as opposed to bringing back Brody's life, Lorraine Gray. So Lorraine, Gr- Lor- Lorraine Gray comes back in the fourth one. She wasn't even really an actress when she got the job in uh, Jaws. I think she had been in the movie Car Wash briefly. Uh, It was like a George Carlin and somebody else movie, but she's in that briefly. And she was married to the head of Universal at the time that Jaws was made. And he was just like, put my wife in the movie. (laughs) So, yeah, bringing her back for the fourth one where she's just crazy like the shark is clearly hunting us for revenge would have been better if they'd like went that extra step and made it really crazy but as it stands this is truly the weirdest one um so yeah where do we where does it start off i'm trying to remember
0: we we start off with a nice shark pov and that's something that we get kind of throughout the movie is the the shark eye view of mm. of the scene you know we we do a little bit of swimming you know we're we're in a little <laughs> bit of a reef and uh there's a flounder i think in front of us i the don't know grouper. fish very well is it grouper i'm pretty sure
2: it's a grouper. it might be a grouper yeah, yeah. i because th- they get really really big i've seen videos of people like getting accosted by them where they'll just be like bumping into them and stuff but, like, i don't <laughs> think they eat pe- they don't eat people i but, don't think so uh yeah so a grouper gets bit in half and we get yeah. our first 3d effect mm-hmm a beautiful beautiful 3D Just effect spinning
0: yeah. spinning grouper head coming towards us And
2: it's funny cuz like other movies at the time there was a resurgence of 3D movies at the at the beginning of the 80s and we like uh Friday the 13th part 3 which I, I saw recently at the Propeller Arcade and in that there is the cheap 3D tricks but they're not they they don't ever do that like it's anytime there's like a 3D trick it seems to be isolated and like and shown like center screen it's ne- it's never like kind of organic or anything like in Friday the 13th there's a part where they're adjusting like the antenna on the TV and so then that's like whoa it's 3D <laughs> you know um but i think it might be because of the way they did the 3D with this one that they they filmed it a certain way i'll i'll, I'll look at i'll look at the uh, thing again here it's 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 meant for polarized 3D glasses and so I think that's where it's not the red and green 3D effect and projectors that like movie theaters didn't have to buy extra equipment to do this kind of 3D. And it's also the reason why the 2D version of it looks so bad is because they're only using one of the the 35 millimeter transfers. And so that's there's like the edges are blurry and, and things just it's always like a soft focus. Yeah. Uh, for most of the movie.
0: After after our first 3D, yeah our little grouper head spin. What I loved about this was we get, of course, we get the 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 Jaws logo and it's coming together like teeth, which I thought was yeah. was a nice touch for this one. And uh, as we're going, we get the the tense kind of Jaws ish music, not quite the dun dun, but but also like a very tense kind of theme going up. And then we look up and we see we see the the skis from water skiers going up. So
2: much water skiing! What, a lot of movie. water skiing. There's- So much water skiing in this movie. And I have to say, I'm not surprised that when I watched part of uh, Sharks Don't Die, which is the making of Jaws 3D that aired on TV, most of it's about fucking dolphins and water skiing. (laughs) They don't at any point, skip through it. They don't at any point show them messing with their animatronic shark in the making of Jaws 3D because they probably were like, it looks like crap. Mm. (laughs) It looks worse than the first one. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so much water skiing. And we and it switches over to that like that happy fun yeah. uh, thing, which even the first Jaws has kind of when they get out to the water. There's kind of a fun adventure tune that there, kicks in a sometimes, lift, right? Which is like a in weird. the music.
0: But this Perfect. one was so jarring da, da, to me. Yeah. Da, 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 da. It's like a game show. <laughs> yeah, because we just we break the surface and immediately, it's like this. American, you know, great beach scene, right? Everyone's happy. There's, yeah, like the loud, bombastic music. Mm. And we're just like, did did we just, what, what, no transition there? Okay. Uh, I also loved in the credits that play over this, suggested by the novel Jaws. It says
2: that in the fourth one as well. I don't, I don't know. I'm not Uh, sure. There's not many movies that do that, but yeah, I don't know what the legality is that they have to say suggested suggested by. But they do that in the fourth one. I don't know about two, uh, but yeah, they, they definitely do that again.
0: I, I saw that and I was like, oh boy, that's a red flag. Yeah. If ever there was one.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. I read
0: the book Jaws and, and, you know, this could have been a thing that happened afterwards. Like, yeah, I, as, as far as I can tell, that's that's about as much suggesting as as it did. So we get, yeah, we get our, our nice credit scroll. We get to see our team, I think the silver... Dart silver bullets, the, the, silver bullets silver the, oh, the, right.
2: the silver bullets are the two guys that are in right silver bullets are the two guys they're in like leotards and they like crisscross when they mm-hmm. do see this is how much fucking stupid there's so much, there's water so skiing. much water skiing. i can't there's, keep it there's two different teams of water skiers and the sec the big team the first one we see where they're like building a pyramid of gymnastic women that has two teams there's two sets of them because the show plays so often so some of the characters that are in this uh, pyramid of women aren't in it later because there's so many fucking water skewers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> by the time we, yeah, by the time we, we can leave that behind and get on shore, we get to see like the SeaWorld training for their, their new, or I assume for their new staff. We, we that woman who is, is clearly sent from HR that is is taking the girls through yeah, this. Yeah, uh, she's telling
2: them not to modify their uniforms because yes. if their ass hangs out, then they're gonna go back to shoveling fries.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, and yeah, so Your she starts doing are the, short enough. Yeah. yeah. And she the way she's like moving her hands, like conducting, or it's like kind of similar to like the airplane, like, here's the exits thing. It's like, mm-hmm. welcome to SeaWorld. And uh, this is where my first note comes in because we get to a bunch of reporters and they're asking about this new underwater tunnels exhibit attraction I guess that's yeah. been built and they're like it cost 34 million dollars the first question that a self respecting journalist asks is did it really cost 34 million dollars <laughs> no. they're gonna give you two three questions tops and you wasted on asking them something you knew the answer to and uh, I just was I didn't I didn't understand that at all
0: the journalist because we get a couple scenes with the journalists in this movie and both times I was very confused as to where these journalists were from and if it was their first day because even when we get later on in the movie where everything has gone wrong mm-hmm. they're they're just very chill about the whole thing right they're just letting <laughs> calvin just kind of you know or they, i guess the spokesperson because it's not calvin but uh, yeah it, it really jar i was just like oh okay so no real questions then today huh <laughs> okay
2: do we get to Dennis Quaid after this or do we go to so, his girlfriend first? So
0: we get um first we get the 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 kind of setup for the first part of this movie because we see the gates right after the, yes. the little uh, report question and they're messing with the gates. There's a guy coming in and the uh, there's a there's a shark following him, but nobody sees the shark despite the dorsal fin clearly sticking up out of the <laughs> water. And uh, the the gates, the gates are jammed or busted or in some way they've become stuck.
2: Yeah, I think because the giant shark tried to get through, squeezed its ass right, through the, right, the gates and it, it, yeah. it knocked the gate off the track. And then, and then for some reason that requires underwater welding.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we yeah, that's where we we see we see the guys talking about Mike. Mike Brody, Uh, but we don't see Mike Brody in this scene. They just he is the uh, I guess the repairman slash builder slash the man who basically built this. Yeah,
2: I was confused because and initially when they introduce him and it's funny because I've seen this movie before, but like I started watching it and I was like, what is he in this? Because in the next one, he's a marine biologist. They ignore this one completely (laughs) and he's the marine biologist in the next one. So in this one, I was like, he seems like he's just like a manager, like a general manager at a theme park but it turns out he's also an engineer because yes. he built the under the new underwater attraction and he's in charge of the guys who just like do general maintenance of the park. He's wearing a lot of
0: hats. <laughs> a really busy boy, Mike, in this movie. Yeah.
2: Uh, and, uh, I noticed he he uses, he. Uh, now it's not a jet ski. I'm pretty sure that's a Sea-Doo. Because that because The, a Sea-Doo, the yeah. handles come up and he yeah. uses it like a fucking Segway. <laughs> <laughs> he uses he it like a Segway. Like you see people at Disney World that work there riding around on Segways and that's how he uses it. He's always standing up in like a suit <laughs> riding around on a Segway. Not a suit, but like a golf shirt.
0: The did the no overtime thing make you laugh like it made me laugh like it was a, it was they, it was almost like their their rallying cry when he was ta- he was telling them to fix the gate and they were talking about, you know, doing this work and he was just like no overtime and they're like no overtime. Like, like it was <laughs> I, I don't know what that was, but it was a it was a callback to something that clearly I'm never going to get to see. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the reference that it was an in joke that happened well, well before the movie. Well, that's what a
2: lot of the beginning, the first half hour, 40 minutes of this movie does, is it it follows the tropes of a lot of other movies uh, where it's like, uh, of honestly lower budget movies where we can't show the monster until the end because we've only got it, we only have so much money for the monster. So we're going to spend a lot of time with like, oh, here's the person coming back to the the town they used to live in and and we're meeting all these people and and getting, yeah, things that are clearly supposed to be in-jokes and references to things that happen and it's almost like this world building that they're trying to do but everyone's really like not interesting at all <laughs> no. <laughs> so It, do, it do, none of it goes anywhere yeah. so it doesn't work to give you any sympathy to any of these people it's mm-hmm. just wasting its own time
0: <laughs> also Mike pay those men overtime if they're staying late to work overtime I don't know what you've done to brainwash them yeah. into cheering no overtime with you but pay the people <laughs> Mike Mike is is jet ski has jet skied off and we should also say that Mike
2: is the son the
0: eldest son
2: of uh Chief Brody from the first movie Mm -hmm. because the only two characters that are in every single movie are Mike and his younger brother Sean uh, Sean but I'm pretty sure they're uh, played by different people in each Each time (laughs) there's so there's eight uh, different people (laughs) playing these characters um, and this time it happens to be Dennis Quaid and John Hutch or Pooch. I'm not sure how to say his name. Uh, he was on one day at a time. It was a ask your grandmother. <laughs> <Show nothing. laughs>
0: what I love about this next part. So he goes over and uh, the the dolphins are acting up. There's two there's two dolphins that that do dolphin shows. They're very important characters to this movie honestly.
2: Yeah, I think I put down that I uh, the note that half of this is like Daughters of Flipper. <laughs> the, it really especially is. with the music and the amount of times that we just see the the dolphins doing like tricks and stuff. It, it there's it's borderline a Flipper movie. <laughs> yeah.
0: You know who the dolphins reminded me of? From our last episode Chopping Mall. The dolphins were Rick and Linda. Because they oh. were the <laughs> most competent actors in this movie yeah. and you're just like, "Oh no, like they're going to die." just to uh, because you know the the humans have to have to live and and but we'll we'll get we'll get to more to the dolphins but this is the first scene that we see them and one of the dolphins uh, because the dolphins are freaking out they're they're kind of trying to get out of the area because they know what the humans don't and one of them is just ramming its head against this gate and I couldn't stop laughing. I felt bad, <laughs> but I was just like, I just because he just kept, and I was like, your nose is going to get stuck in the chain link fence. And then I felt bad about laughing because I was like, how did they film this scene? Was there guys on the other side pushing this dolphin
2: into oh, the no. gate? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just in the water. They got it drugged. Just shoving it yeah. against the fence. Yeah, yeah like well, bullies.
0: The other option is that they trained this dolphin with like rewards and treats and things to bang its head against a, a, a gate. There's no good option here with how this stunt was was filmed.
2: Yeah, because I, I don't remember seeing it. I must have been making notes. So I don't remember if it looked fake or not, like in terms of if it to was. To me, the, it looked yeah.
0: like the dolphins, but it, it wasn't a super close up. So mm. might have been, you know, might have been a guy with a hand puppet. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it just was one of the most entertaining scenes in the opening part of the movie for me.
2: Uh, I think Sean gets introduced shortly after this.
0: We we meet Kathy first because he, he goes over and she is riding an orca.
2: Oh, yes, yes. right. Yeah, we have yeah. to meet his girlfriend. Yeah,
0: and she, her first question to him is, where are your boots? Which is an interesting question. I guess maybe part of the dress code at SeaWorld is that he should be wearing his boots.
2: I suspect most people there are barefoot all the time. That's (laughs) what I would have thought.
0: But, you know, I am not. I'm not part of SeaWorld staff. So maybe it was an important question. Uh, His answer was pretty funny, too. It's just like he only wears them to bed or something.
2: Oh, yeah, he did say that. Yeah, he was like, oh, I only wear them to bed. And then uh, I have a note here about shaving and I can't remember. Somebody says that somebody needs a shave. And I feel like it was her Molly to 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 Mike but like, he's clean shaven, like most yeah. of the guys in this movie. The only person who has any facial hair is yeah. that British guy with a mustache.
0: Mike but, is completely. So it was either Mike or Sean. Shaved. One
2: of the two were yeah. accused of needing a shave. And I was like, in on, in what timeline?
0: <laughs> now, d- maybe it was the fact that we're watching this movie in. Four, oh, 280p? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. Just like, the mm. five
2: o'clock shadow was blending it was, in with the pixels. Yeah,
0: <laughs> maybe it was that. Uh, that's a good point, though. I, I didn't catch that one. Now, this is also the first time where we find out that Mike knows nothing about marine life because there's like three times during the movie where he's calling dolphins fish. He's he doesn't know what marine mammals are. And this is the first one of them. And my my note here was just Mike works at SeaWorld. How does he not know the yeah, difference between it, fish and mammals? It, yeah, he this never was
2: like on a smoke break and read a plaque. <laughs> because no one else was around. Yeah. Like. His
0: girlfriend is a marine biologist. <laughs>
2: yeah, who seems to spend most of her time training dolphins to do tricks. Yes. Because I question if that <laughs> was... a I question if SeaWorld has ever had a full-time marine biologist employed ever. Uh, and if, that if they were there, are they honestly teaching dolphins to do tricks?
0: Now I'm wondering if marine biologist is just a work term that SeaWorld uses to label some of its employees so that they can say they have marine biologists like is she the sandwich artist equivalent of a marine (laughs) biologist
2: oh god i hope so because yeah the level of science that she does very questionable pretty limited and questionable (laughs) yeah then we'll get into more of it later
0: yeah uh so now we we get to meet a couple people arriving we get to meet fitzroyce the British Who's, guy.
2: Yeah, okay. I'm glad you're confused as well because he shows up dressed like an Australian. Mm-hmm. He's got like the Australian cowboy hat with the flat brim and the gator teeth on it. And like he's all tan. He looks like, he shows up looking like fucking Steve Irwin with a hat on. <laughs> and I remember later in the film, as I was questioning it, I was like, what is this guy? And then immediately after that, he puts on a wetsuit with a fucking British flag on it. And for the next three minutes, it's just British this, Queens country that. And I was like, oh, thank you, movie, for answering this so so yeah. heavy-handedly for me right away. Yeah.
0: It took me forever to just figure out who like what does this guy do? What is his his job? What it you know what and, and I guess he's he's famous. Uh, and he does work with like photography and he is involved in you know save the whales organizing But like, he's also like like a,
2: really horny to kill stuff.
0: He's very horny yeah, to kill. Yeah, he's
2: stuff. like yeah, it's yeah. like I uh, uh, yeah, say <laughs> you what you're going to say. I got to get on with the other Okay.
0: Best. This is yeah, this will come up later in the movie, but the the first opportunity they get that they they know a shark is is stuck in there. Fitzroy is breaking out the grenades and he is just he yeah. wants to blow it up and film and it. And film. film, blow it up. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's th- thinking about the, the thing. I was like, dude, weren't you, you were trying to get into Kathy's pants talking about how you love saving whales.
2: You yeah. Start- Cause he was, yeah. I also, and I don't know if it was just her being like intentionally obtuse because she already has a boyfriend, but when she was like, why did you ram the Japanese whalers? And I was like, why do you, you're the marine biologist. You tell me. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wonder why. But yeah, his like whole shtick of like both being like this Greenpeace guy who's also the crocodile hunter who also this like when animals attack type like kind of like nightcrawler, like going to jump on any like uh, (laughs) chance to do something exploitative. Uh, It's yeah, it's a weird character to try and put down. And then I don't know what's up with this boyfriend either.
0: Oh yeah, Jake. Br- yeah, <laughs> Jake is is an odd duck in this movie. I I don't really know why he's here because it doesn't really add anything. He's just another
2: cameraman. That's what he seems to be doing. Because they argue about it a bunch yeah. when they're like, "No, we need both cameras in the water and stuff." So he's always he's another cameraman who, who who only has one eye. He seems to be blind and the other eye. is all milky and shit.
0: <laughs> it's always what I want to see when a, a cameraman comes. Yeah, he's yeah. just like, "Oh well, he's got one working eye. That's yeah. good." <laughs> <laughs> what is depth perception? That's fine. Okay, so we we, miss, we meet Fitzroy's, and then Mike's younger brother shows up in it, it, just right behind them because we've we've only got so much time. Yeah, to they all people. got off the they same all, shuttle yeah. from the
2: airport. I assume. Yeah. yeah, they're just like,
0: oh, hey, SeaWorld. Yeah, I work there. Yeah,
2: or, or I know my my brother works there. Yeah, I get on the same bus. Yeah, we meet um,
0: we meet Sean. It's nothing really all that interesting. I found. No,
2: did he say where he went to university? Because he shows up with a cowboy hat on, but they're both from new york they are yes. <laughs> it's established in the first movie they're from new york
0: <laughs> yeah i don't know if you he, oh, i think it was maybe colorado i don't know don't quote me on that uh something that's, like that's that. not something that that met in my uh in my notes but once we have them we finally get our first kill of this movie finally and uh this is this is our our diver going down to fix the gate and i'm trying to remember his name i think it was dan maybe
2: Shelby Overman, Shell, okay, a Shelby mechanic. Overman. Yeah, dives into the water to repair the gates.
0: So yeah, so Shelby jumps in. He's uh, doing his thing. Again, we get the over the shoulder look, look, look four times. Yeah, yeah four he looks times, multiple times.
2: Yeah, and then gets attacked. I did love the sound of him getting attacked. There was mm-hmm. a nice squelch, which makes no sense underwater, but I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> um, but then we get another one of these centered. 3D effects, like it, all of them look like a card that you'd find in an old cereal box, like a lithographic yes. card is what they look like. It's like just perfectly framed. Here it is, like nothing else around it because it's always underwater. So there's no other <laughs> thing to place where it is. Or maybe there's like the gates there, but it's very just like,
0: oh, ooh, the arm it's <laughs> bloating. Aren't you glad you spent the extra 50 cents on the uh, 3D glasses yeah. kind of Well, they moment.
2: originally didn't have this many cheap gimmick tricks in the movie but the producers were worried because they had been pumping it up that it was this big 3d movie and if we had watched it in 3d the movie there's depth Mm that has that like kind of i I don't want to say avatar it's definitely not that good but like (laughs) avatar i remember you could look into it look like you were looking beyond the movie screen and Mm -hmm. i think that's where most of the 3d was put into so it had depth but then they added the cheap 3D trick because yeah. they were worried people were would feel ripped off.
0: <laughs> I gotta say, the idea of Jaws with 3D depth would have been mm-hmm. enough to sell me on that. You don't actually have yeah, to add anything, especially
2: where it's underwater. The scenes with the little sub, and th- so I think that was. I think it would have been enough. I think mm-hmm. it was a good idea, but yeah, it's producers <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they yeah. meddle.
0: And honestly, in retrospect, now it makes it a little bit more fun for me watching it you know, 40 years later. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: And also like and it was uh, funny because I remember when I was a kid, my dad telling me about going and seeing this movie in theaters. But my dad's one of those dads where he can never remember the title of a of a movie. So he just he'll just make shit up. So it was like, yeah, I went and saw uh, it was Jaws, but they came out with it again. But in 3D, like he didn't <laughs> like equate that it was uh that it was the third one and that it's a completely different plot but him telling me the story of them seeing the arm and even then it looked dumb and his buddy started laughing and his buddy had a really weird and distinctive laugh so that made him start laughing so they're both just sitting there laughing hysterically in the movie theater and people somebody told them to shut
0: up <laughs> <laughs> this is a 35 foot shark that makes yeah. no noise until it is literally right behind him, I feel like I'm watching Chopping Mall again. Uh, yeah. Just honestly, with the the amount of sneaking that the yeah, sharks I, do, I, I, and I, it makes more sense underwater, right? Like it's it's quieter. But I would
2: think that something that large would have like a wake. Yeah, be uh, it might be displacing water, or like there would be something like no. even just sensing. And then, uh, yeah, like they're in this like I guess it's like an open water lagoon, but mm-hmm. the water there isn't that deep. There's clearly like treated stuff going on nearby. You don't think the I didn't think the water would be that cloudy off the coast of Florida. Like, cause you see clips of like people like out in the open ocean where a great white does sneak up on them. Cause it's the color of it. It's like kind of comes out of the cloudiness of the, of the ocean. But like we're off the, we're in the Florida lagoon. We're in a, yeah. we're in a Harbor in Florida.
0: Yeah. An <laughs> artificial lagoon Yeah, as well. Brody made that lagoon, which is. Will come up, uh. So yeah, no. I just wanted to mention that because I always think it's funny how these giant things or these little robots manage to just completely sneak up on people. But then, yeah, the, let's talk about the bar because um, God, I have notes about the bar. The bar was a, a fantastic scene. <laughs> yeah, we we open with Charlene taking taking beers over to their table. Mm-hmm. I love her outfit, by the way. It was this this pink and black like striped little kind of almost go-go outfit. It was just a fun kind of this. This movie is
2: one of those painfully on the cusp of leaving the seventies and entering Mm -hmm. the eighties. And you get a lot of weird, strange mixtures of things. Yeah. yeah.
0: But then, so then there's, they show this game that there's being played in the middle of the bar. And it's, I, I, I watched this and then I had to stop the movie and watch it again because I was like, I don't know what's going on here. There was two people standing, they've got their palms together, they're doing this weird kind of almost looks like, like a Star bird, Trek like or a- Jedi-esque <laughs> kind of like thing where they're pushing their hands. It felt, back like, and felt forth. like
2: a mating dance for like birds. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So I had to do some research on this. And uh luckily I wasn't the only one on the internet who watched this movie and then was like, I need to know what in the world they're doing. And it's called gladiator hands or standoff. And that's what
2: that's what Mike or not Mike. That's what Sean calls it, because they're like, oh, I'm the champion of standoff.
0: And so the rules of this game, you you stand with your feet together with your hands facing your opponent. So kind of like hands matching. The object of the game is to knock your opponent off balance by either pushing their hands or withdrawing your own hands. And the winner is the one who does not move their feet. So you have to keep keep your feet. Planted, And of course, you got your legs together, so you don't have a great center of balance with mm. that. And uh, yeah, apparently very popular at camps. So I learned something. I, I watched like four different camp videos of people <laughs> demoing it. You went on the deep. Dive. I did go on the deep dive, but it was it was really uh, a fun thing to learn. And now I'm, I kind of want to play it with someone. Um, so I might do that with uh, my wife. If yeah, she'll, do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. Uh, it back. Well,
2: you know the trick. You just have to tell her that my fly's <laughs> <my> open. <laughs> and then That's it, will, yeah. And she'll be so obsessed like, with, oh with the chance of yeah. seeing your penis that you'll be able to knock her off balance, as happens to the lovely Leah Thompson. Mm-hmm. In her first movie role, uh, she lied to the casting director of this movie that she had been in movies before because you could get away with that back in the early 80s. No one could really look it up. Uh, and so she lied, and that's how she got in, because then she was in Red Dawn, and then, of course, Back to the Future. Wow, I, the I
0: did not realize that that was how she got her start. Yeah. Huh. Man, there was a great time period, I guess, before the internet, where you could just go up to someone and with enough charisma and just lie your ass off, yeah. and you get in a movie. Well,
2: that's how George Lazenby became James Bond. He was in a Japanese commercial and he asked his agent, he was like, what do I do? And he was like, tell them you, you were in a movie in Japan or like you were in a foreign films. I think it was what it was. So he went there and he told Albert, our Bercouli, he was like, yeah, I was in foreign films. And they were like, all right, you're James Bond. And he went back to his agent and he was like, what am I supposed to do? They believed it. And now I'm going to be James <laughs> Bond. And he was like, well, you're probably a good actor. Cause you just convinced one of the like hardest, like most difficult producers to work for that. You can be James Bond. So, Fantastic. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so w- one other thing. So right after the, yeah, they, they go back to the table after, you know, he, he convinces her that, you know, uh, to come have some drinks with him. Uh, and then Sean sits down and calls out two beers to no one in particular, just to the bar. Yeah. He just turns his head, two beers. And then well, I, this
2: was before craft beer. So there was only, it was, they were going to show up with a Molson or like
0: yeah. a course. <laughs> <laughs> My, and that's, that's fine. <laughs> My thing is, what bar in the entire world can you turn and just yell out two beers? Because that's the world I want to live in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I go out and, you know, you have to wait for the... And if it's busy, mm. you know, as, as like I'm starting to get sober by the time I get another beer. And I was just like, man, I think I might live in the Jaws world. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll just not... I'll not go into the water, but I can get but a beer whenever bars, I want.
2: Bars are good. Yeah. Um, The thing that I... That I kept coming back to uh, was if you worked at SeaWorld, a decidedly nautical themed place to work, would you also want to go to a nautical themed bar in your time off?
0: I feel like you'd well, hate that. a good that. Point. You would. <laughs> you would. I want to go, nice go to the, the most like country themed like, like <laughs> desert bar. I want cactuses on the walls. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see water. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. I did yeah, not catch because that. Because it
2: had like the netting. Like that bar looked like what the lineup to the Jaws ride at Universal Studios used to look
0: like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we we get the the, the bar scene. Afterwards, the, the couples kind of split up. Yeah. Mike, Mike and Kathy end up just taking a walk along the beach. We learn Mike is going to Venezuela. Kathy, I think, has some kind of opportunity coming up like here in in florida well, she
2: has she is like contracted already to keep working mm. at florida uh to work with the whales and stuff like that and mike seems to have some engineering thing he can do in venezuela that's going to take a year and a half yeah and that's as long as they've been together as well which they've mm-hmm. said so it's a huge thing for their relationship yeah
0: yeah so it's, it's a little bit of exposition a little bit of setting the scene there yeah. But we get we get the worst break in in SeaWorld's history, I think, around here, too. Because yes. the, the two two guys dragging their raft, which they somehow managed to. Well, they threw inflate. it over, they
2: threw the the raft had like an auto inflator yeah. and they threw it over the fence and then it like exploded and, and inflated. But the thing about that is that when those uh, like a raft or anything that you have to inflate or even, you know, like when it's packed up and it's really dense, it's a lot more awkward and difficult to carry. And then when it's inflated, you think it would be easier, but yeah. they drag it like it's real, different. like you think, just pick it up, just pick it up off the ground. It's full of air now. Yeah.
0: But, uh, you know, they're they're going to do what they're going to do. And they uh, they take to the lagoon and uh, we, we get a little bit of setup for for their impending demise, because, I mean, very, yeah. very I'm obvious.
2: Still kind of not clear what they were doing there. Were they stealing
0: fish? No, so I, this is, this is, I looked this up afterwards because this is another thing that, yeah, I had the same question. I was like, why are you breaking into SeaWorld? You're not stealing fish. You don't have any kind of big gear with you. So what they're doing is they're stealing coral is their plan because they, they brought in coral to make the reefs and uh, apparently it is a real thing Uh, and coral is used a lot in jewelry, especially popular in uh, Asia. And uh, annual sales of like coral jewelry is in like the tens of millions. So it's, it's very popular. It's very expensive. And so illegal coral poaching is a real thing that happens uh, mostly in Southeast Asia. And it's kind of a, a problem for conservation, obviously, because it mm. damages the coral and all sorts of things. But uh, yeah, that's what they were up to is. OK, stealing that, makes, some coral that at least
2: makes more sense, because I was like are they gonna just have a bunch of fish in bags in their little boat like that's what I was picturing God. they're gonna be running away like it's kinda like, a, like like the money bags with dollar signs on it
0: like ah, I got their clown fish yeah so I wasn't <laughs> sure what was going on there I I, I want to cut of the movie where they do get away and it's just the the bags of fish that you get from the fish store it's just like them with 14 goldfish yeah and they're just <laughs> making off like bandits
2: um and this is this was where I put down a note because we start going back and forth between the, the two mm-hmm. guys stealing the coral and Mike and Kathy are making out on the beach. Like I say beach, the, the false sand area for this lagoon. And she's trying to lure him into the water. And I wrote down selective foggery because the two guys stealing coral in their boat might as well be in the middle of uh, like a swamp. It's so foggy. But then when we cut over to, to Mike <laughs> and Kathy, you can see across the lagoon. <laughs> There's nothing there.
0: uh yeah that that was a that was kind of a fun one. I liked the bullhorn prank that that Mike and Kathy pull on Sean and uh, Kelly. The uh, they they they. Oh, Kelly, not Kathy. Yeah, it? yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Sean, was Sean and Cathy. Kelly. I know. I spent the whole movie being confused because their names were so similar. Oh, Catherine. Oh, yes. I'm seeing yeah.
2: here. katherine is with Mike. Kelly yeah. is with. Uh, okay. Yeah, because she because he's like, oh, I don't want to go in the water. Something mm-hmm. happened to me when I was a kid. And I was like, yeah, the plot of Jaws 2. <laughs> uh, and so she does get him in the water and that's where the bullhorn prank is. Yep. But before she pulls him in, because he says oh, something happened to me as a kid, so I don't go in the in the water. She says, I can overcome your childhood fears. Not I can help you overcome your childhood fears. Yeah. Specifically that she, yes. uh, like, will go into his dreams Inception style and kill the <laughs> shark that haunts his nightmares. It was such a strange way to phrase that. I was like, did God. they just mess up? And they were like, uh, we only got so much film here, guys. <laughs>
0: You've just given me the elevator pitch for the Jaws movie I desperately want to be oh, Jaws yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. Kelly's <laughs> yeah. revenge, she she goes into Sean's dreams and, yeah, fictionally. Well, Sean dies in the fourth one. Oh right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I forgot about that. He's the first person to die.
0: (laughs) Oh rip, Sean. He 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 never did learn though. Like he doesn't. You know the the childhood thing, and then reinforced by this movie, and then.
2: But yes, uh, that happens, and it's funny because as I was watching it, I had seen another movie where this exact same prank happened, and I can't for the life of me remember it, and I and I didn't look it up, but I'll have to try and find something about it. But there's another movie where the exact same thing happens. Two people are in the water. Other people show up with like a flashlight and a bullhorn, and then say do the exact same thing, and it and it's similar consequences and stuff. And I don't remember what it is, but it's, huh. it's the exact same prank that movie. Just another a very movie.
0: common, uh, yeah. common jape for the uh, young the, the, adults of the 80s, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you are trespassing
2: on SeaWorld property. Come out of the water with your hands raised high above your head. I'm okay. My brother works here. You turkeys have any ID? Wait a minute. Mike K. Brother? Mr. Bullhorn, please all those all. So yeah, they pretend basically they pretend to be SeaWorld security mm-hmm. and uh tell them that they they got caught yeah. uh, fucking in the water, essentially. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh so now we we head back to the criminals. Oh, and one other thing I oh, wanted yeah, to say. Sure.
2: The the little the the seducing the the Mike and Kelly seducing each other where they were like falling there was these uh kind of flag things that were on the beach. Yes. That were You were meant to kind of put them up so you could lay down your towel and put these flag things on either side of you. They said privacy, C with S-E-A on it. I wrote down as a note because I, I just thought that was the corniest thing ever. But the way that they're like, he's like crawling around like a leopard and she's like, you know, sticking her leg out and like crawling backwards. I was like, who finds this sexy? Like this is... As the kids say, giving me the ick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I just kind of chalked it up to different time, I guess. But maybe they didn't have directions for that shot. And so they're just like, <laughs> be be fun and playful.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's maybe. true, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, getting, getting back to our, our hapless criminals here, we get two off-screen deaths unfortunately for for our our two criminals yes that's true yeah yeah, they yeah get, so they, one one guy's already there, all under yeah.
2: and gets killed yeah and then the other guy gets pulled, pulled off on the raft and then the raft itself gets uh sucked I, enjo- down. <laughs> I enjoyed
0: the raft getting <laughs> yeah. getting killed as well or eaten i'm not sure <laughs>
2: oh no it got killed it got right? killed yeah. Yeah. yeah the raft was also an important character was the comic relief
0: <laughs> yeah yeah Th- that was that was fun i would have been more disappointed in that scene if the raft hadn't immediately folded into and got sucked under the water. Like <laughs> yeah. that that was a good touch. But yeah, it was a little disappointed in in the off-screen deaths being kind of the second deaths of the movie.
2: Yeah, and this goes back to uh Joe Alvis being a kind of veteran of Jaws movies. I feel like he just doesn't have the strength to make it thrilling and building suspense. There's no suspense built uh by not showing the shark at this point in a movie that is like kind of this like we know what we're getting into. Mm-hmm. This movie should be ridiculous the last one was jaws 2 certainly has more of the shark jumping out of the water the shark only jumps out of the water once in yeah um so there's kind of it's it's kind of not doing itself any favors by being subdued um that being said when we do get to l- less than half of the movie left it really takes off mm-hmm. um but yeah i think that i think it just is part of that failure to to build suspense by trying to ape its own prequel and and not really knowing how to do that
0: yeah, that's that's a good point, and I, I think you're probably right on the money there. Uh, now it's the next morning, we get yeah. a breakfast scene of, of...
2: <laughs> which is where I did actually yeah. end up making my notes about how this kind of feels like Flipper's daughter. Oh, because yeah, there's breakfast, and then they go to work. Yeah, but I felt like Flipper's daughter, and I wrote down why marine biologist trained dolphin <laughs> 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 with no punctuation. Um, but yeah, we're we're having breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, we get uh one of I, there's a number of callbacks to the first Jaws. We get one of. Them here because he's feeding the dog on the counter and she says the dog doesn't eat on the counter or something like that, which was Lorraine Gray's line in the first movie. Oh, I did not also, catch that. He yeah. also has the dog on the counter.
0: Nice. Nice. That's, that's a nice little callback. I, I did yeah. not catch that. This is where we get, I think this is the first time that we learn in the movie that Kathy is a senior biologist because I don't think it's mentioned before that point because I, I made a sp- specific note of it because I was so sh- shocked. So I was like, yeah. oh, she was just training stuff like I thought she was a trainer. Uh, but yeah, so we we get a little bit more on that. Uh, well, Mike
2: gets called. From oh, yes. His Mike gets called, yeah. I, I think he was introduced at this point already. Lewis Gossett Jr.'s character. Yes. Um, and yeah, we he's did sort see of Calvin he's a like little the bit. manager of operations for, for the whole park and is sort of like the Jurassic Park book version of john hammond where he's like kind of the money hungry mm-hmm. like you know kind of a spare no expense type guy yeah um but he calls up mike and complains that the, the gate's not fixed so we get our first story to hint that things are going awry
0: mm-hmm. and uh yeah so so mike has to take off we get a a scene with charlene to kind of set up the fact that uh what's his face fixing the the gate shelby shelby yeah, shelby shelby Did, yeah, she, yeah
2: she assaults his yes. bo- she assaults mike She assaults his boss for him not coming home because she throws like a bag of his stuff at his lower back while he's like crouched down. The reaction that Dennis Quaid has, like I felt that like I like it feels it's like when you're a kid and someone just decides I'm going to kick you because you're down. And it's just like that reaction of like, oh, like like back into the left. Like I was like, that's really real. And, And again, you're assaulting his boss. Because yes. he didn't come out and she accuses him of running off with like the ticket girl or something like that.
0: Yeah, and uh, I the whole thing while this scene is happening, I just like if he didn't lose his job already, you're not doing him any favors no, here. Definitely like, not. And uh, so I, was, I started feeling sorry for Shelby at that point. Well, obviously he got eaten. So I feel sorry for him. But, yeah. you know, Mike, Mike he has him with this no overtime mantra. Yeah. He gets eaten by a shark and his girlfriend's a bit of a psycho. Like, I was just yeah. like maybe, he was, <laughs> maybe he's better off now. Yeah. Wow.
2: Um. And then uh, but uh, uh, Catherine comes over and like is kind of like trying to comfort her. her. Her boyfriend just got assaulted. She's comforting <laughs> the woman who did it because they're like, oh, he didn't come home. But. They realize, like, all of his money, his credit cards, his ID mm-hmm. is there. And they're like, oh, he's probably sleeping drunk somewhere. And the way they do this, where they sort of turn away from her and she's like, oh, I I don't mean him any harm. I don't want him to actually be hurt, is, like, what she, what she was saying. But then uh, Kay and Mike, like, turn away from her. They're not five feet away. They're just like, the lagoon, the lagoon. Like, it was almost a comedic beat yeah. that they're like... Oh, his dead body might be down there. Like for all, like the dude could have just drowned, and they're like, it kind of looks like, uh huh. Like yeah. moment. it was like, what the
0: fuck? <laughs> yeah, really strange tone. And uh, it does set up, however, our great submarine scene. Oh yeah, I really liked the little model sub that they had for this. Yeah, it well, the, the way
2: I don't know if you've ever seen Star Trek: The Motion Picture. Mm-hmm. And so the special effects in that when they're flying through space and they see people in the windows and they're like, hello. And do you see the people waving back from the windows? It's like the same special effects four years later and way shittier. Yes. <laughs> <Did> <laughs> I not don't have know the why. It might be because of the blue of the water, whereas it was easier with the black. But there is something else like I don't know that model. Like the model submarine must not have been very big because it doesn't feel very detailed. No, and they also have trouble keeping it on screen because parts of it disappear. Yeah, like and if you need for our listeners, if you need an idea of what that's like, when you uh, use like the green screen filter on TikTok and you can sort of stick your face through it or out of it, it's like that. The stuff's just like popping in and out on this little submarine.
0: That was one of the big things, and it's it's not subtle either. Because I was watching, and there was the first thing I saw. I was just like, oh man, they are having trouble with the chroma keying yeah, here. This is and, not and working. It, yeah,
2: and it's not like, and uh, something I do wonder, because I'm like, obviously, it's not a a resolution issue where a lot of older TV shows, they hide stuff by the fact of virtue that 4 by 3 standard definition fuzzy, yeah. television was fuzzy. It was a movie in movie theater, so It was filmed on film. And mm-hmm. when you see a film... Like, at a movie theater, even back then, it's very, very crisp and clear because it's done on film. So they would have seen that. And the only thing I can wonder is maybe in the 3D version it doesn't do that because you have both things and maybe the the other. Uh, oh, yes. Other we're only layer, seeing one. But half the other of layer, layer might compensate for yeah. it. That's the only thing I can think of because it's it's shockingly obvious for a movie that, you know, it cost 18 million dollars in 1983. Like, this is still. Kind of a big budget movie at that time, and it made a bunch of money too, it made eighty eight. But uh, yeah, I was surprised that they
0: that got <laughs> left in. Uh, we get our very useful dolphins back in this scene as well. They are trying to warn uh, Mike and Kathy because uh, Mike and Kathy they they park the sub because they want to go into this sunken like a, ship. Yeah, it's like a sunken ship thing, thing, yeah. thing
2: that's out, that's there that you can see. Uh,
0: and uh, so they, they figure he might have got washed in there. And uh, so the the dolphins are around trying to warn them. The movie desperately wants us to jump at every fish that it yeah. shows. It gives us at least like three different like quick close ups of fish being like, oh, is this a shark? Yeah. No, it's no, another, I got you. It's didn't the I? same grouper it's from earlier. Grouper.
2: But, but, yeah, this he got better. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then we we do get the sweet shark jump scare. That, that comes in here yes yeah.
2: one of many shark jump scares mm-hmm. where the shark does not open or close its mouth <laughs> yeah. in the scene it's like a really rigid puppet that just <laughs> smashes into yeah. things yeah I, I love how many times that happens in this movie yeah um so we do get an actual shark attack uh with people in the water it looks different than the shark they catch later it does. spoilers they catch a shark later this shark, it's supposed to be the same one. It's supposed to be the 10-foot shark. Yeah,
0: it's the baby. Uh, it's yeah. supposed to
2: be the baby. It's supposed to be the 10-foot shark. But it looks huge. <laughs> oh, we also start to get uh, the stock footage of sharks. The first Jaws isn't free of stock footage of sharks. But they went out for the first Jaws and deliberately shot new footage. Uh, so that's why that's where we get the scene of the shark getting hooked on the cage. Because they had a mini cage in the water. They went to Australia. They They shot new footage of sharks to kind of... the the film this is just footage that they bought of sharks and they speed it up like a like a (laughs) shitty like tv show where they need to make the car go faster or like a disney channel show where like you know everyone needs to leave the room real quick all the kids have to leave the room quickly and they just speed up the film it's constant every bit of like uh footage of sharks that's not the the robot they built is sped up and it's ridiculous looking
0: yeah uh it falls to the dolphins to save the day here they, yes, because uh, they can't make it back to the sub, they so they have to, to the hold on the to the, the,
2: yep. the dolphins. And and they the, the, a mistake they keep making is uh, whenever somebody's on the surface of the water, because uh, Kay loses her grip on the dolphin and ends up on the surface of the water, and the shark dorsal fin almost reaches her. <laughs> uh, and this happens a number of times in this movie, where the shark dorsal fin almost reaches somebody, and then they just get out of the way, and then the shark attacks but the dorsal fin's like halfway down the shark. If the dorsal <laughs> fin is next to you, the shark's face is already gone by. <laughs> so I keep making this mistake.
0: Yeah, that's the first of, of many fin chases that we'll get because I guess yes. fins are much easier to show than, than, than the shark, shark. leaping yeah. out of the water. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so I'll, I'll take this second because there is a fun kind of thing that I discovered about the dolphins. The female dolphin in the movie, her, her name in the movie is Sandy. Uh, it's actually a, a male dolphin named Capricorn, who hmm. was owned by SeaWorld. I think it's still alive. Is still alive. Yeah, one years old. Uh, it like it currently lives in Discovery Cave uh, in SeaWorld Ola- Orlando and uh, has interactions with guests. He still gives them rides and does tricks. Wild. He's he's, he's, yeah. he's yeah he's over fifty years old now. Firstly, does he he doesn't get to retire? I guess he just works until he's dead. Yeah. But secondly, I didn't know dolphins could live that long. I didn't That's either wild. until
2: I, re- I read that earlier today as well. Yeah.
0: So, okay. So they get out of the water.
2: Uh, we get another so, uh, shark crashing into something. They, now, it's the same chain link fence that the dolphins were, were yes. hitting up earlier. So, another great, just like, bah, like nose pushed <laughs> yeah.
0: up. But Mike has one of the most head scratching lines in this movie when they get, they're, they're just out of the water. He says, What the hell is that?
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay.
0: What is that? Mike. Oh yeah, Mike. You know what a shark is, Mike. Yeah. I know you don't know anything else about uh, fish or the sea or water, but you know what a shark is, yeah. Mike.
2: It reminded me of. you ever seen the movie Mimic? No, me, and the, the movie it reminded me of that where the fucking the the oh my god the MTA guy uh sees one of the creatures for the first time and it's just like what the fuck was that? What the fuck was? Like it has that level of energy, yeah. but it's like it's a shark. It's, it's
0: a shark Mike. It, it chased you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and the other thing is, the lagoon has other smaller sharks in it because you see them mm. in, in some of the tunnel scenes when the the people are in the Undersea Kingdom when they're they're walking through the tunnels under under the yeah, water. They have a few like they have a six, few like smaller sharks, yeah, yeah yeah. And they just talk others. about
2: keeping them there. There's uh they shoot bubbles up. And it keeps the sharks in one area. So they talk about that. But yes, yeah. he should have presumably seen sharks.
0: <laughs> <One would laughs> considering he's help.
2: Mike Brody. yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, but yeah, that that killed me when I heard that. Yeah. And this is this is now where we we get our discussion scene. Calvin's down. Fitzroy's is down. Kathy and Mike are there and they're talking about what to do with this shark. And this is where we get Fitzroy's Royce's uh, need for for blood. Yeah. Right. And he's very emphatic. This is the first thing he throws out. It's like, we got to kill this thing on TV, yeah. right? This yeah, is- kill it
2: with like dynamite yeah. and grenades, blow it up, film it. You get to show this footage and make a bunch of money. It's a crazy thing to suggest, yeah. but I guess it was the 80s. so
0: Yeah, Kathy, with the more reasonable suggestion and also the most more lucrative suggestion of, hey... There's no great white shark in captivity. We capture this thing. You make money continuously, which I honestly thought would have been everyone's first suggestion, considering it's already captured to their knowledge. Yeah, right? they, they have it. In, they yeah, have it. They just the want to put it, it in somewhere anywhere. smaller.
2: Yeah. The, the thing is, though, if she's a marine biologist, she would at least know why it doesn't work. And that it's what happens later in the movie. They basically give, they lose the will to live and mm-hmm. die.
0: Yeah. It anytime was very they've sad. tried. Yeah. Like,
2: yeah, <laughs> it's surprisingly uh, sad. So
0: I, and I, wa- I wanted to check on this because I, everything about this entire scene fa- sounded very suspect to me. So I, I looked this up, the first great white shark in captivity. They said there's never been one before in the movie that was made up. Uh, it was held in captivity at Marine land of the Pacific in 1955 for less than a day. Uh, and then it, it was, it was like, go the first great white to be held for a significant amount of time. 16 days was at SeaWorld in 1981. <laughs> they, so so could anyone two years before the movie came yeah. out. Yeah.
2: That's so, hilarious. Yeah. I did not know that. And that's funny that you mentioned Marie land of the Pacific. Cause I think that was the first place that had telecom. Yes. It I was, believe it, so. it, yeah. Where, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah so that, that just really tickled me and then so we move on from from that to a scene where they are loading tranquilizers because they they've decided that what they're going to do is they're going to track the shark move it to like a holding pen i guess where they would kind of treat sick animals or just yeah. keep things where they want to to keep them away from the general fish population and uh the, they start off and this was this was done of course for the the 3d i hope because there's there's this giant tranquilizer, and they're they're getting the the air out of it like you do with a syringe, but when you get air out of a syringe, you're just you're just getting the smallest amount out. Oh This guy like shoots. Sprit- he yeah, is like so much like half a liter of the, the drink yeah. <laughs> <laughs> into the camera. Yeah, and it, I was like, it, boy, it I, definitely I,
2: an effect. Yeah, yeah I we I have another three D effect that comes yeah. up during this scene as well.
0: So and, and then uh, Fitzroyce is is gonna take the the grenades to to go swimming uh when they when they're hunting this shark and uh uh, he gets he gets into it with brody because brody's just like no 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 i made that lagoon you're not gonna wreck it with your grenades uh which i thought was was pretty funny but then they they make the choice to go shark hunting at night
2: yeah i don't understand that
0: and i guess maybe because sea world was closed would be the thing right so they they don't want to do it in the daytime because in the daytime you'd have guests but at the same time, I don't know about yeah, that. it's
2: pitch black underwater. Like it's already hard enough. Yeah, they really. Yeah. But you know, it's a movie. It's dramatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get it. But yeah, not a great decision. Yeah. Um. So they manage to get into a little scuffle with it. Well, it grabs Kay. Yes. Uh, she gets attacked by it. Um, and Brody is the one who, for some reason, is the best shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and we get another 3D effect, which is lifted. Uh, well, actually, I can't remember which one came out first because I think they came out the same year. But uh, Friday the 13th, part three, he also like shoots an arrow and it flies towards the screen in a very similar fashion and like much slower than an actual like harpoon would would yes. fire, which I thought was quite funny. It,
0: it ended up, I think, being my favorite of the 3D effects. Because I, I looked at that one. I was like, OK, that one was pretty cool. I like that one. Yeah.
2: And something to, like outside of these kind of the ones we've been complaining about, I think those couple and maybe something else were the original only ones. I think I think the octopus, the fake tentacle later was one as well. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there were more organic ones and they forced them to put in the really crazy
0: ones. Brody uh, pegs the shark. The shark looks super dead because uh, they just have their model there. And they're just like, oh, boy, yeah. that's not moving. So that was just my note there was shark looks super dead. He does, does have a pretty good line at the towards the end of the scene, though, because Calvin is in his control center uh, at the heart of the undersea kingdom. Oh, yeah. Why they built the control center down there, who can say? But they did. And it's it's fantastic. I guess the uh, all the machines and the 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 ridiculous like Star Trek esque computers that they got there were off of a uh, United States. It was it's like an Air Force command thing. So that was that was pretty neat. And um, but Calvin was just like, looked, you know, uh, looked pretty dangerous down there. And uh, Brody just fires back, looked pretty dangerous down here too, Calvin. Like, he just. Yeah, yeah I well, like well, that. Also,
2: and Calvin before that, the first thing Calvin asked was, is the film all right? Yes. He only cared about the footage after one of his employees just got attacked by a shark. And then he says that line because yeah. he's just like, yeah, we're OK, too.
0: So now we're we're nursing the shark back to to health with uh, with Mike and Kathy. They've got it in a little containment thing. Mike all again demonstrates his lack of knowledge about the. Uh, well, he
2: goes, he doubles down. He goes the yeah. other way and yes. he tries to call the shark a mammal. Yeah. And she's like, "Nope, this one's just <laughs> a, a plain old fish, fish or something yeah. like that.
0: And uh, so they nurse the shark back to health immediately. Like it just wakes up and and, and starts freaking out. They they start
2: running water through its gills Yeah, and it it wakes up. That that facility that they go into where they would be like keeping things separate. I mean, man-made facilities that hold a lot of water creep me out already. I don't know why. There's just something weird about like a weird Mm. large tank of water. So that facility in particular was really creepy I found like if I just walked in there and I was like that's a fucking shark I'd be like done I'd be like I'm done I got I'm out
0: for for me honestly it was the uh underwater nighttime shark hunting yeah (laughs) that's one of my hells certainly (laughs) that's that's one way you could torture me is is throw me in a lake tell me there's a shark in there and be like okay go get him yeah so I think right now we're going to take a little bit of a break because yep. when we come back, we got more water skiing to talk about yes, because it's been God. too long since we've talked <laughs> about water skiing in this movie. Hi, cultists. Nathan here to tell you a little bit about my company, Vox Crow Productions. We're a group of audio producers who would love to help you on your next project, whether that's a commercial, an audiobook, or maybe even a podcast. Our team has backgrounds in radio, voice acting, editing, podcast production, audio for video, and much more. Check us out at voxcrow.ca for more information. And while you're there, have a peek at our other podcasts. Some of them might even let you hear more of me. Now, let's get back to the movie. And we're back back for more water skiing mm-hmm. i literally I wrote in wait. my notes so much water skiing for what comes up next you know what they they paid for those water skiers they were gonna get their money's worth out of these people and uh yeah yeah we get some some impressive i guess water skiing acrobatics i don't know how to judge water skiing but it, I, they looked good yeah at they, it.
2: they are good water skiers it's just well, there's so much it's of it lot, i think yeah. we, we had enough at the beginning i think that was enough and we could have used mm-hmm. it for later. And I don't know if they were hired for the movie or if they were part of SeaWorld because this was filmed at SeaWorld Orlando, but not everything featured in it is an actual attraction or something they do. And, and there was no breakdown of that. I just saw a note about it.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if if these scenes are kind of some of the the heavier ones that they shot there because it has things like the grandstands, the stages, that kind of thing that you don't really see much of in in the rest of the movie, but yeah, that's that's interesting. I was really scratching my head about the the dancers once we get away from the water skiers Oh, spheres. the dancers it was like Miss were, Piggy was, in the middle.
2: I was flabbergasted by that. Yeah, uh, there yeah. she was like a a pig person. They had it was a pig mascot who was dancing in amongst mm. all of these. Was it Western themed or something? I, I don't could know. Not, it I, was, I, it like, was either like they looked like flamenco dancers. Like they seemed to have like big poofy dresses but then it was also kind of like western cabaret and yeah. and then there's a pig mascot in the center of this but when she takes the pig mascot head off she looks like Wendy like from Wendy's <laughs> she's, she has freckles painted on like she's done up under the pig head yeah. as well like just in case it falls off and the kids don't freak out like
0: I don't I, yeah, and now, now I'm just wondering is, does she have two jobs? Maybe she plays Miss Piggy and, you know, she does like kind of a Pippi Longstockings thing Oh yeah, as Pippi well. I don't yeah. know, but I, I was really, I fixated on that for longer than I should have to be, to be honest with you. And then I was, I, I actually looked up, I was like, did, did SeaWorld have a deal with like the Jim Henson company or the Muppets or something for an <laughs> attraction? Cause SeaWorld's one of those theme parks that, you know. They'll make lands, right? Like, you know, you'll have your your, uh, I don't know, Universal Studios with with Harry Potter or whatever. Uh, but so SeaWorld has done something tertiarily related to the Jim Henson Company and the Muppets, which is they have a Sesame Street land. And that is the closest that I was able to come.
2: That's weird. Yeah. When, oh, man. I don't remember that being there. I mean, I guess my trip to SeaWorld was so depressing that I'm sure I blocked <laughs> yeah. that out because I remember that the thing with Telecom, the roller coaster. And uh, Canadian kids that I was with, because I was also a Canadian kid, finding out for the first time that Smarties in America are not what Canadian Smarties are because we went to a candy shop at the end and American Smarties are rockets.
0: Yeah, no, (laughs) you you only make that mistake once. I've also made that mistake. (laughs) Yeah, yeah on a, on a trip, uh, us get, get your shit together for, with candy. Um, in, you know what, before we get too far into this, this is a really good place to just tell a little bit for our listeners, the story of Tilikum, if they don't know it, because this is mm. wild. Uh, so Tilikum was a, a killer whale, uh, that lived, uh, it, it, all over the place in, in various, uh, sea worlds and things. He was involved in three human deaths, and Over. I think they're also
2: the only three human. They deaths, are also
0: the only three uh, human deaths related
2: to specifically him biting them. There was the guy at Laurel Parquet who got crushed to death, mm-hmm. but that was from a faulty trick.
0: Yeah, that wasn't. Yeah, uh, yeah that wasn't. I guess as far as we know it wasn't intentional it wasn't intentional uh so the 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 first one was uh kelty lee brine she was canadian actually she was an animal trainer and competitive swimmer she died on uh, february 20th 1991 she was working a shift there as she slipped and fell into the to the whale pool tillicum held her foot and dragged her underwater yeah it was it was really really awful at the time and it, it caused a whole inquiry Apparently, people could hear her screaming as she, you know, she fought to try to stay above water. So her her death was actually ruled as an accident. Then we had Daniel P. Dukes, a uh, twenty-seven year old man from South Carolina, and he actually broke in to the the yeah, uh, enclosure. He,
2: he wanted to have a magical experience and he swim did. naked. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: so. He climbed into Tillicum's pool and uh, he, he drowned. His corpse was found severely mutilated by the whale. And uh, but also draped over Telecom's back over because Tilikum's he was back.
2: parading it around.
0: Yeah. Which is
2: fucking crazy.
0: And then on February 24th, 2010, and I actually remember this from the news. Yeah. A trainer, uh, Don Don Bron- Brancho Brancho. Yeah. Uh, into the water and so he he pulled her into the water and uh, ultimately killed her and uh, her death was attributed to blunt force trauma and yeah. she was uh, maimed yeah yeah it was yeah quite her, her scalp yeah. was, was missing and her arm was severed below her shoulder and a lot of this was attributed to the fact that these these whales these things right you're you're basically keeping them you know they're, just, they're so bored they they mm-hmm. go they go nuts
2: Yeah, Tilikum was psychologically tortured basically (laughs) all of his life because when he was at Marine Land of the Pacific where he initially killed, they would lock him in with the older female orcas in a in a in like a weird module thing that with shallow water that was pitch black and Mm. they would spend all night beating him up and like raking their teeth on him. Yeah. And there'd be blood all in the water the next day. So he was just driven insane and then lashed out by killing people.
0: So it's uh, yeah, so, something that I, I wanted to bring up, because if you've ever asked the question, how much danger are you at at SeaWorld? Mostly it's just this whale. Just yeah. avoid this whale. He's he's no longer he, he's since passed on, but he since uh, passed,
2: but he's sired a lot of whales. He sired a I lot of he's whales. The father of so. Shamu, and I think, is still alive. Shamu was born in the 90s. Yeah or late 80s, or yeah, it would be, it would be the 90s because he was yeah. given a SeaWorld in the 90s.
0: Yeah, so yeah, just a, a not so fun facts, but uh, yeah. the stuff I found that was really, really interesting going on a deep dive of uh, how can you die at SeaWorld?
2: So I believe now it's uh, the next day mm-hmm. and our owner of operations, Louis Gossett Jr., uh, has decided that they should put the Great White Shark on display immediately so they could start uh, making money off of it. Which seems like a bad idea. Like, you'd think he would at least try to listen to people about that when they were like, yeah, there's been no shark in captivity. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he he makes this decision unilaterally, does not even tell his lead marine or senior marine biologist, giving more credence to my theory that it is the sandwich artist type of <laughs> marine biologist. But, yeah, so so they, they make... The, he kind of gives the order to do that. We get to see... A little bit more of the park, too. We get to see the entrances to the Undersea Kingdom where people walking through. There's a yes. sweet, true-headed dragon that that's yeah, like built they, into they this. They talk
2: about how part of it is supposed to be uh, Davy Jones's, like fun house or something mm-hmm. like that. Because they got girls out front dressed as mermaids doing that speech. Welcome to whatever it is. But I, I wrote this down because she... Starts talking to the guests as they show up, as if she's like a robot that's activated by like <laughs> movement, and everyone just keeps walking past her. So there's no one. She's looking at no one and continuing her <laughs> spiel about what they're going to see. <laughs> and just I was like, she's taught talk- I don't know who she's talking to. She's just going. <laughs>
0: uh, that that screams to me uh, malicious compliance. So she yeah. was told to stand there and tell people what they're going to see, and she's going to do it whether or not people are listening to her. So yeah, they, and it follows it follows the people into the tunnels, and this section is like a fun house, like a haunted house kind of thing. You get like an eel pops out of yeah, moray uh, eel yeah, uh, and a big, big uh, octopus tentacle.
2: I and actually, then and then there's the the sound thing plays where it's like oh, ah, welcome to my fun house, but it's focusing on the tentacle as if the tentacle is the one <laughs> talking. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. It's like <laughs> it's centered so lovingly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh I really enjoyed that, though, because I love the idea of an underwater themed fun house or haunted house. I would totally go in that. Absolutely. Oh, I yeah. think that's I think that's awesome. So Kathy, Kathy learns. I think she's she and Mike are like going by or something. They're, Something's happening, but she, uh, she learns before about
2: before they find I. Before they found out about the shark, they were trying to feed that beluga whale. That's it. Because I noticed that Mike has the fish and he tries to get the beluga to come over, and then once it does, he looks away and just tosses the fish. The fish just bounces off the beluga's face into the water, and the beluga goes under, and you just see the fish sadly, like <laughs> yeah. blo- like sinking away.
0: Uh, and I wrote down "Dick can't feed a whale." <laughs> <I wrote down. laughs> So they they end up uh, learning about Calvin moving the great white. And do you remember how that happens? I'm, I'm trying to remember because Kathy like runs to, to go and, and I save don't remember exactly place. what it was. Yeah.
2: There's sort of ju- it's sort of all this stuff kind of happens like pretty quickly because mm-hmm. there's a bit more what we see, a bit more water skiing. Yes. And then it, as the water skiings happen, that's when we see Calvin on the beach and or at the shore. And he's like tells that uh, the guy who keeps having to address the press. He's like, yeah, move the shark over there. And and uh, and then, yeah, somebody tells her she finds out somehow. So they go. We get our another reference to the original Jaws because they have on the sign. Uh, it's the shark tank. And that's uh, when the girl sees the shark going into the, the, the lagoon. Or the, they call it the pond in the first movie.
0: Mm-hmm. She says just shark. So nice. Kathy finds out about the shark. She she rushes into the thing. It it. It swims a little bit and then just flips right belly over, which is
2: not what happens when a shark dies, Uh, which I thought was funny. I mean, they needed to do it something so that the shark it looks like. But sharks don't go belly up. They're all cartilage. So when sharks die, they sink. That's why we don't have shark skeletons, only their teeth.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And uh, so she she tries to save it, jumps in the water, but the shark is dead this time. Uh,
2: we then go back to we the underwater. To, we go back to the yes. underwater uh, facility because oh. I mentioned I wrote down another note about the Star Trek window tech because we see that again of like people walking by windows.
0: We also get Kelly and Sean a little bit of a setup here. Kelly's trying to get Sean on bumper boats. Yeah, is the other thing that happens there. Sean he's is a terrified a real, of bumper he's boats. Real
2: sour. He is a real sourpuss, he is about, a it. Real sourpuss <laughs> about it
0: she she did not overcome his childhood fears. <laughs>
2: she didn't.
0: Uh, so she might want to work on that. But uh yeah, we we go back down to the
2: the underwater undersea the underwater, kingdom undersea thing. kingdom
0: in in the tunnels. And, and this was it this was a great one. Uh Oh, I absolutely love yeah, this scene. Yeah. So they they're looking uh, there's a group of girls looking out into the lagoon, seeing the fish go by, and of course, don't we get the uh
2: the the body of our poor uh, uh, Shelby Overman, the corpse of poor Shelby Overman slowly rises up into into view, and then somebody, as if to bully her, pushes Pushes her her face against the glass, right up against so she's like a pane of glass away from a rotting man's face. That (laughs) I fucking died. That was the best thing. The
0: best thing too was that it cuts. So it cuts to their reaction, Mm -hmm. and, and they're screaming, and then when it cuts back. Yeah, someone all, has shoved she's, her, she's yeah. already there I was just like, why are you up against this? Yeah, it's, the best I can think of was someone like freaked out And like, you know, yeah. pushed but it, back But it looks her. like she's being bullied it and, does, yeah, yeah. and there's no context
2: to it, it Yeah, you're right, it goes from them screaming To her immediately being yeah. pressed against I, I it I
0: now choose to believe that there is An off-screen, the worst girl In that class, who <laughs> is literally just Holding her there <laughs> laughing you No, it's a guy
2: it. who actually likes her yeah. oh, If a guy yeah, yeah. presses your face up against glass In front of a rotting corpse, <laughs> it means he likes
0: Ah, yeah. uh, young love. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we we then of course they they fish out the body. They then they they go to do an autopsy.
2: Autopsy, uh, which uh, amounts to just, moving the, just moving the blanket and looking at it.
0: The best the best thing was too. There was two a, a couple great things about this scene. The first one is that just for for the sheer shock value value of the audience. I mean, we've already seen this thing, but they. They rip off the the blanket like it's it's a magician revealing that yeah, the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, right to, to give us I guess maybe a little a little extra sneaky yeah. jump scare because it
2: looks different than the one in the water it for does some reason. slightly yeah
0: <laughs> and Kathy comes downstairs and. The, the guys there, you've got uh, uh, Mike, Mike and,
2: and uh, the guy who's the other marine biologist trainer guy. Yeah, other, other dude. Yeah.
0: And they're, they're just like, no, 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 no. Like, you can't. She's like, yeah. she's the only scientist here. Yeah. What are you two assholes <laughs> yeah. doing? Let the
2: sandwich artist through. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, she's like, I, if I've seen it before. Yeah. I can identify it. When she unveils the body, we get more of like mm-hmm. a side profile of you all of his organs are exposed, but still being held in place. Cause it's like, it's the skin is gone mm-hmm. and he's just muscle. Uh, but all of you can see from the side, like a liver or pancreas. There's like organs all held in place. It looks like somebody started to do a body works, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. the body works. Exhibit. It was like someone started to do one of those and gave up partway through. <laughs> Cause it's like so held together. And then the, the one note that I made about that making of Jaws uh, 3D, besides the fact that it's mostly about dolphins and moving <laughs> the dolphins and stuff, they 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 cut they show that bit where she's like about to unveil it. And then they cut over to the special effects guy who's just talking. And he's like, this is uh, this is an extremely real effect is what he says. <laughs> he's like, this is something that actually happens. This looks it's extremely real. <laughs> I was like, what? I was so glad i like jumped to that point. In the fucking documentary. I was like, thank God you think so, because I need to tell the world. I mean, this <laughs> is
0: clearly the guy who made it. Right? Yes, this is OK, because I don't know that anyone else in the world would have that opinion. But good on him yeah. for taking pride in what he did. Yeah. And it's not it's not terrible. It's certainly no, it's gruesome serviceable
2: for a, a movie and it's, it's gruesome, but it, it's not funny. realistic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: This is when they realize so Kathy kind of realizes for a shark to do this much damage, that little 10 footer couldn't have done this. Yeah. That shark would have to be 35 yeah. feet long.
2: Yeah. Once again, the bite radius of the shark <laughs> is not the same. They they do this a, throughout uh, the Jaws movies. Um, and we go to. And they mentioned it, and I think they were there a couple times. It's the underwater bar portion of the uh, uh, underwater mm-hmm. uh, uh, kingdom uh, attraction, and it's it's the most '70s holdover thing in this movie of of anything. Like it's got the colors, everything's sunken. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very very '70s.
0: Yeah, they Mike and Kathy run up to Calvin. And I, I did enjoy this. At least Calvin has some sense here because they're just like, big shark, big shark coming in. He's yeah. here. There's it's, a big yeah. shark. And Calvin's like, could you not, though? Can you maybe sit down, yeah. keep your voices down a little well, bit?
2: Well, uh, I also love that he mostly just repeated what they said yeah. because they were like, it's the shark's mother. And he goes, the damn shark's mother. Yeah. <laughs> I a laugh at that so much. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. And, and uh, we then get the unveiling of mm-hmm. the shark. This is the first time we see the, the 35 foot shark, which is 10 feet longer than the shark from the first movie. So this is the first time we see the 35 foot shark, but we only ever see like, it's sort of like we see the human perspective as if we're on the other side of the glass looking at the shark. And then we see the shark's POV looking at the people through the glass. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is really an opportunity where that dumb Star Trek people glass Effect would have worked really well because they don't do much to sh- to give you a sense of scale for the shark. No. There's a couple times they do, but uh, a lot of the time there's no sense of scale. So I really felt they dropped the ball not having a shot of inside the bar where the shark goes by the window. Because they could have superimposed that like they did with the submarine. Absolutely. You know? So I, I yeah. don't know why they didn't do that. It was weird.
0: I feel like they were maybe a little bit embarrassed of the shark model. Just, to, just to Oh, just to-
2: <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah, they don't show it that yeah. much. Uh, So... This is where things go fucking bananas. Bananas. We're well over halfway. I think we're into the last, literally the last 30 minutes of this movie. That's an hour 45. um, And people start going crazy. So everyone runs out of there. And I don't remember where, why he, oh, he knows about the water skiers. That's what it is. So he knows the water skiers are out there. Mike does. So he goes to get the water skiers in. He runs outside. There's a poor young worker there with a like a, a weird three-wheeled motorized cart with a bunch of popcorn on the back of it. And Mike like throws him on. He doesn't like, like go, G- I'm your GTA. boss. Yeah. I, I need this. He throws the guy off of the cart, gets on it, speeds away. So all the popcorn falls on the ground. And like nine feral children come in from <laughs> off screen and start savaging the popcorn on the ground. <laughs> that was so, it was like we the were best. waiting for it to happen. Yeah. They were like, Oh my God,
0: it touched the ground. <laughs> uh, I like to believe that those children also devoured that hapless employee. But <laughs> yeah, this is the, this is easily one of the greatest scenes of this movie. Mike cannot drive this golf cart to save no, his life.
2: And it's, Yeah, it's so... It's played so dramatically, but if you just change the music, it's like... You can put the Betty Hill theme on this, and it's just... Because, like, people are in the way, and he's like, oh, doing the big gesture, like, waving. Oh, get out of the way! And when he... Goes over and he like kind of, he doesn't even go up a hill. There's like a slight, slight incline. incline in the grass just off the path and he hits the incline. The whole thing like falls, flips over like he's like in a lethal way. Or it like 18 whenever the car flips and guys like dive out of the car. And I was like, oh my God, that was, I had like a bunch of
0: notes about his dumb cart crash thing. It, it's pretty fantastic. The The fact that those golf carts as well, and you can kind to see this as he's going, it's moving at a speed I'm pretty sure Mike could run. Oh
2: yeah. Like he's it's not, not he's, he's not, not driving faster time than here, he yeah. can run. He's just uh, saving energy.
0: Also, <laughs> the the note I had going through this entire scene was boy, if only there was some kind of PA system in the park <laughs> that Mike could use <laughs> to get everyone clear of the water. Yeah. The the PA system that he's used half a dozen times by Calvin. Yeah. Uh, it was and, and, and is located, in fact, in the undersea kingdom,
2: which he left, which he left <laughs> to go get to go <laughs>
0: to careen around <laughs> shouting like a madman. I, I
2: didn't actually think about that. That's yeah. really funny.
0: Um, so yeah, so Mike, Mike can't drive, but he can't get the, the attention of the people. And then we get our next Finn chase scene because yes. this uh, is the yeah.
2: the, uh, the one of the acrobats on the water ski thing sees the shark fin. Yeah. And uh, they start to freak out. Uh, shark
0: uh, shark also keeps perfect speed with the boat yes <laughs> which i love he was just that that had to be the most if you're that shark how frustrated are you because we get like three near misses here right the the yes because the water yeah. skiers all fall over because they freak out yeah but they're able to to get get some them get to shore some get yeah, in, the in a boat everyone everyone gets away yeah
2: all the time that we're shown the water skiers you think we're setting it up because we're mm-hmm. gonna destroy like five of them no yep. nope no, they're fine. They all survive. They're fine. Everyone yeah. survives.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then oh, was it two things with water skiers? Because there's there's two separate incidents before we get to the bumper boats.
2: Yeah. So the, the two silver bullet guys. The silver bullet ha- get, guys. Get, yeah. They like have a near miss with. The yes, shark. that's the other. The, 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 gr- the group of acrobatic ones have a near miss. They get yep. pulled in. And then also, I don't remember if it happened there or over by the bumper boats, but there's people that are standing on a, like a dock. And they see the shark. And then for no reason, the dock breaks <laughs> yes. beneath them. Like it's made of like rotten timber, like all of like it was going to happen whether there was a shark or not. But because they put <laughs> eyes on a shark, the dock just collapses beneath them.
0: Yeah, that was that was a great little thing where. If you're watching it because this all happens very quickly, oh, yeah. you might miss it and not really, you know, it's just it's another set piece. But yeah, the moment you stop and you're just like, wait, what What happened to the dock?
2: Yeah, what, <laughs> it's like that? in Michael Bay movies where you're not quite sure where the explosion came from. <laughs> like the second time around, you're like, I don't know. Water doesn't usually just explode.
0: <laughs> uh, so then we get to the bumper boats and I love the fact that it's Sean and Kelly. I mean, yeah, you, you knew it was going to happen. That, there's but that guy oh, who
2: looks like Richard Jewell that's been <laughs> bullying them because he's again, Mike's being or uh, Sean's being a sourpuss about being in the bumper boats. And he's just like telling people like, oh, don't hit me. Don't hit me. (laughs) And so she's like, you're having fun. He's like, no, I'm not. (laughs) And so they decide to go back. The bumper, like as he's like saying, no, I'm not. The guy who looks like Richard Jewell comes up and smashes into them. And then again, they like can't get their boat started. And as he's standing up, trying to get it started, that guy like a dick shows up again and hits him again. So they fall off into the water.
0: Yeah. uh, Kelly's line there, the you're having fun. I loved because it wasn't really a question. She was just like, you're having fun. This is good. We're having a good time. And Sean's there just like, "Ah, I hate this. (laughs) (laughs)
2: She's she's just acting how men have treated her. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, So... Um, my 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 note for this next scene is just Sean is going to need all the therapy because of course the
2: oh once again yeah, yeah. The,
0: the shark is just like oh yeah these yeah. two and it's the a-
2: one and this is the one time the shark rises out of the water yes because it, it they're sort of swimming towards each other and then it rises up out of the water mm-hmm. and separates them mm-hmm. and Kelly uh, oh, gets her leg like seriously lacerated yeah. which is a much better effect than the body it actually much looked better pretty nasty it looked like it looked
0: like it. a gnarly gash in the leg yeah although again like you say. Wildly different kind of bite patterns for these for this like yeah. one shark, right? Because it, it's a big gash, but it's not the. It's like the paper it, cut of gash. It's the paper cut of gash. <laughs> she, she, you know, with with that shark, she should probably have lost like the entire leg. But <laughs> I have. Uh, oh, now there's a PA system because Calvin gets on the PA system yep. after this point. But uh, the shark uh, now seems to have gone into full fuck all humans mode. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's not even really about eating at this point. It's really just about how can I kill these awful things? Yeah. And so we get the shark starts demolishing the undersea's tunnel with its face.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because realistically, the thing about the undersea kingdom that doesn't make any sense to me because they have things like this places, but I don't Mm -hmm. think any of them are pressurized. They're just you just go down an incline until you're underwater. So this one is pressurized, which would mean you'd have to go through pressure changing doors. So you're sealed in under there, which makes no sense. And but if it is, I'm pretty sure the glass and the everything would be so thick. It uh, even a 35 foot shark wouldn't be able to smash into it because it hits the tube once Mm -hmm. like everyone starts screaming and freaking out. It hits one of the tunnels once and water immediately starts rushing in. It's completely separated.
0: Maybe this is just an indictment of Mike's skills as a builder.
2: True. And that's why he's a marine biologist in the next <laughs> yeah. one. And because in the next one, he's a marine biologist and it's his wife who makes welding art, which was a that was a phase that of was, movies. Yeah. There was like, you know, there was like working women and artistic women in like 90s movies and, and and I guess a little bit in the late 80s. And a lot of the times they seem to be just doing art by welding. And I don't know why I get th- I could probably think of three movies that
0: have it. <laughs> I wonder if that's a kind of subversion of like, oh, this is this is a woman. She makes art, but she welds, right? Like gives that a little maybe that's a bit of edge, right?
2: it's supposed to be like ooh, like, edgy, like yeah. Oh, she's taking a, this she, masculine uh, job. Oh, a uh, lady mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. So <laughs> my my yeah my one note here was this was a well thought out facility because you do you get the bat blast door slamming down, the blast door slamming down. Did you see the guy's shirt? No, you
2: didn't see the guy. There's a guy after the doors close Uh and the water stops like rushing in. There's a guy standing there with a shirt that says, let a gargoyle sit on your face.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What does that even mean?
2: Well, I had to look it up because I was like, how in the hell would even SeaWorld let someone in with that shirt? And I and I looked it up and the uh, uh, initially all I could find was other people trying to find out what that meant because it was all Jaws 3 uh, related. Uh, gargoyle is a brand of sunglasses, or at least it was. And their ad campaign was let a gargoyle sit on your oh, face. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but it's the gays who are forcing homosexuality on everybody. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Heteronormativity has never been forced on anyone to advertise anything ever.
0: Now we, we get, we get a big group of people stuck in one of the rooms, kind of an offshoot room, right? It's, it's not the hub. It's like a hub. Of like a the, hub of yeah. The things. Yeah. 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 And uh, so they they start the water comes into a point and then it, it all like the blast doors close and everything. And then they're they're stuck in there. And uh, kudos to this poor employee who was one of the ones that we saw earlier in the movie getting the, the training on yeah. how to be a proper nice. Well, she sea actually does
2: remain calm. She, she's like the water's not yeah. rising. We have to stop. Like, yeah, we she gotta is literally keeping keep warm.
0: These 40 people sane. Which I was just like, wow, this is maybe your first day on the job. And you're just like, no, I can handle this. This is fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we we eventually end up with our, our characters on the surface and we're kind of in mike's shop i guess or or wherever in sea world they have yeah like, i'm not sure because uh, i was watching this with yeah. my
2: girlfriend and she was like it, she thought he was trapped under there too there's a bit of there's some continuity stuff especially in this latter part there's a few continuity things yeah. that you i yeah. noticed in the background and and in that where it's like where are we
0: yeah so <laughs> where we're where we like right there's now? welding going on in the background there's there's guys frantically building stuff <laughs> and uh so mike's quite stressed here kathy isn't stressed somehow. And she's just like, Mike, I'm actually going to go to Venezuela with you, which is a conversation you could definitely save for another time. But I I appreciate that in the spur of the moment, you're just like, Oh, I love you so much. As an
2: employee of SeaWorld and now watching it all going (laughs) downhill. I I
0: don't know that I want to be in SeaWorld anymore. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Also, we need to go to Venezuela before they found out that you built this piece of shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. And uh, so then we've got our media scrum, which goes better than I expected because the journalists refused to ask any tough there questions are about stone this Yeah. 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 <laughs> so but this
2: is where they're making, well, the, the British guy again, Fitzroy yeah. comes up. He's got a kind of plan. He has, he has the plan to, Lure the shark away because mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. up to this moment, all he's been doing is getting wet and taking photos. Yeah. There was like a, I forgot that he's there during like several montages yes. of just getting wet and taking, taking photos. photos of shit.
0: <laughs> and one of the things I don't know that we mentioned earlier, but his his plan involves this this pump. Uh, there's some of the pumps that they use to, to kind of keep this lagoon going. And apparently the 35 foot shark hid in one of these. And that's why they didn't see it for a while. And that's why they thought the 10 foot shark was the only shark. And so he's like, Oh, all we have to do is lure it back into this pump. And then we'll close the the gate,
1: close the gates
2: and then dispose of him at our leisure.
1: What if she doesn't want to go back in? I think
2: We can pretty much guarantee that she'll want to go back in. Don't you, Jack? Sure. Well, just how you're going to guarantee that live bait.
0: And he, his plan, though, of course, is to use live bait uh, to bait the shark in there. And of course, he means himself uh, for reasons I'm not sure of. But I, I guess he's, you know, it's he's he wants to take the photos. He it's wants all, to get those it's photos. The glory. It he's is really glory, always yeah. obsessed with the yeah. glory
2: because that's when the other guy says he's like, you should take a grenade or take mm-hmm. like the, the something to, to, or, or, or at least just not have anything in your hands. Cause he swims really slowly away from the he shark does, that yeah. earlier was keeping pace with the speedboat. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's like, no, we need two cameras.
0: Fitzroy's and uh, Jake, his manservant slash cameraman slash best friend. I don't really know what they seem to be pretty close at that point in the movie. Yeah. So they, they, they go in the water they've got the, like, got a lifeline that they kind of tie off. Yeah. Uh, Calvin really helpfully gives us the audience exposition while they're doing all this because they're watching from the command center mm. and. Oh, is, does, isn't that when he sees the dolphin and he's like, oh, God, is that y- the shark? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So then, yeah, so this, this works because the the shark always knows when humans are in its water somehow, but it, it has the terrible strategy, this, this shark of always matching the speed of its prey. Yeah. So Jake and, and, uh, Jake and Fitzroy's are swimming along with And they're, they've like got the lifeline. They're kind of pulling on the lifeline to help them go faster. And the shark is just very leisurely following them. Not in a hurry at all. I think it's about the speed that that robot
2: was capable of moving without breaking apart.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh so they they do get it in the pump. So that that's great. Jake stays out of the the pump. Yeah. So he can close the gate. Fitzroyce goes in. Shark follows Fitzroyce. Lifeline breaks somehow. Uh or it's the cord snaps or whatever. And then Fitzroy's can't swim all of a sudden when, as soon as the yeah. lifeline breaks. Yeah.
2: He like, despite the fact that he's thrashing, he stays in place mm-hmm. as the shark slowly gets closer to him. Yeah. But we do get one of the best Greatest. shots in the, in the whole movie oh, yeah. is that Fitzroy gets eaten by the shark, but sort of all in one bite. Mm-hmm. And so he's inside the shark's mouth. And then the camera is then inside of the shark looking out as the mouth is like opening and closing. And he's like trying to, to yeah. get out and he's just getting like tumbled around. And yeah, I, I that was I remember the first time I watched it was the really standout shot in this movie. And I thought it was really great, really creative way uh, to do this and really stands in contrast to the fact that he the director is so subtle at mm-hmm. the beginning of the movie. And it's like, no, fuck it. You're it, this
0: is the third one. Go yep. all out. It should like, be crazy. Been an hour and 40 minutes of this.
2: Yeah, it, yeah. it really would. It would have elevated the movie. for, but for it, me. It's,
0: I when I watched this, especially the, the first time I was just like, where did this come from? This is yeah. this is so fun. And yeah, I mean, it's it doesn't look real, obviously. No, the, the shark only has one row of
2: teeth. The shark only has one <laughs> row of
0: teeth. Fitzroy is is clearly like the the shark puppet is moving up and down. Fitzroyce is just like kind of like mm, like he's, he's the, not. It looks you know. like
2: he's like try, He's like daring himself to stick his hand yeah. out. Like, you're gonna bite me. You're gonna bite me. Uh,
0: <laughs> the sound design, though, I loved <laughs> for this. The the sounds yeah. of him getting crunched and munched when the when the yeah. shark finally gets him. And And I think this
2: is also they hadn't had I didn't have it too much earlier, but this is the first time the shark roars, I believe, as well, because and consistently now for the next 15 minutes or whatever's left of this movie, the shark openly roars like a tiger.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty great. Yeah. And this this scene goes on for a while, too, or at least it feels like it. Right. This this death scene. Um, But, yeah, it's it's really, really fun.
2: So, yeah so he gets crunched mm-hmm. the shark then does something a shark can't do which is swim, swim backwards. backwards yeah uh so it just it's not even hitting its tail against the gate it's, it's just sort of just, like swishing back and forth yeah until the point that the gate gives just, way oh, like it like, like the metal you see the yeah. metal bending and banging yeah. up yeah. of it and, so. and
0: during this time mike has gone down he's been trying to
2: weld to weld, the, weld the doing so some underwater welding so it can yeah. be
0: pressurized yeah so that's um and and kelvin I, I, and uh his crew are monitoring the the gate where the shark is and yeah this is <laughs> this is wild because this this shark takes up the entire kind of pump house or whatever it is somehow yeah you you see when the gate when the gate goes and like the the it, it swings open and, and swings up too yeah. and like remains up uh <laughs> then the the shark is facing the right way when it comes out. So the shark did a full, like, I don't know if it's made out of like jello, but that shark is (laughs) a 35 foot shark. He's been doing his shark yoga. Yeah, for sure. Kathy can't stay out of the damn water. Right. She, 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 she goes down to be like, Mike needs eyes in the back of his head. This is when the shark is captured. Yeah, she uh, apparently knows all of these things because she is a marine biologist sandwich artist and can tell that that shark is going to be able to, while backwards, open this giant metal gate. And uh, it's a good thing she was there, though, because she does alert Mike to the fact that the shark is back. Yeah. Oh, boy.
2: I think we we missed it, but I know. Oh, when Fitz when Fitzroyce is in the water, two things about his outfit. One, he has a really weird headpiece.
1: Mm -hmm. for his
2: scuba outfit which i don't know if you've seen all the star trek movies but in three when they go i think it's the third one at the end of it or the beginning of the fourth one they're on vulcan and that's what the the vulcans have they have like a weird looking red (laughs) smurf cap and that's all i could think of when i looked at it also he has a regulator in his mouth not a full face mask but Mm -hmm. talks completely normally Oh yeah, I did pick yeah. up on that, but you're you're hundred like, percent right. Jammed yeah. Right into his like in, yeah. into his lips, you can tell it could just be if he tried to talk. But that was something I noticed. So yeah, they, they realize that the the shark is coming for them. Once again, yes, it can only come at them at the speed of uh of plot. Mm-hmm. Uh so they're able to swim back yeah. to the uh the pressure door, uh, because they have like a pressure pool yes. in the uh command center. And we get something that I know it has been done in other things but predates aliens, predates Jurassic Park, the shark teeth come through the door and yes. stops them from closing the door. So I thought that was and again another fun moment where they're kind of letting loose. They're letting their hair down yeah. in the last few minutes to to kind of do the fun yeah. shark stuff. I
0: was trying for the life of me to figure out how that worked.
2: Oh, logistically, logistically it with doesn't the sharks. Make sense it at can't, all. It could not have <laughs> happened.
0: But I you know what, by that point it it's just fun. We're yeah. having fun here. So don't don't think about it too much. Oh yeah, the the I was going to say uh, they they escape with with the help of the our our great friends the dolphins. And honestly, I was sure one of those dolphins got got munched. And, oh, and we'll was, find out yeah. later that it doesn't. But it, it kind of fakes us out into thinking that one of the yeah. dolphins gets gets uh, killed.
2: Yeah, they go into the control room yes. and then we get the shark very slowly coming towards the screen, which was a, clearly a 3D yeah. effect. And it's just like, again, no sense of scale uh, because we don't actually, they're clearly looking at it through like a pane of glass, mm-hmm. but we don't see the edges of the pane of glass. No, so There's no scale. The shark just gets closer and closer till eventually they arbitrarily decide that it has hit the glass and 3D broken glass flies at us. And then, uh, the, the, the much better effect is them flooding that grand center with people in it. That I thought was a very impressive effect. Very scary thing to do.
0: Yeah. The, the glass breaking effect is probably the most iconic effect from that movie because it, it's a bizarro 3d effect that really doesn't land at all, but it's just so silly that you you can't help, but kind of love it. The shark model doesn't move an inch. It's just, it's just brought closer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's fun. I love the this. Yeah, the scene where the water rushes in. I thought that was very, very cool. But we also get again with the scaling of this shark is bizarre because it doesn't seem to be able to get all the way through into the command room. Right. When when they're they're going uh, or when it's after them, it seems to be like kind of stuck in the viewport. And it keeps
2: like backing up and coming back. Yeah, because we see a, a side view of it, which looks like stop motion or something. And it seems to be the only bit of stop motion for the shark in the movie at all where it's like kind of wriggling around. And I would have honestly been happy with more of that. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why they didn't use it, but yeah, we versus the very slow robot.
0: God, give me a full stop oh. motion shark. That been oh cool. yeah. i have yeah. been fine with that. Yeah.
2: Um, But yeah, it's like trying to get in. I forget if it was his brother or his cousin or his nephew or whatever, but Lewis Gossett Jr. is like, he said, it, he said it earlier. There was a guy in the command room that was related to him and he gets eaten by the shark and Lewis Gossett Jr. who's been the money grubbing. A park guy gets a redemption. He saves he a woman. Yeah. He, he grabs a woman and swims away. They're never seen again. We nope. assume they make it out.
0: And we do hear but... that they made it. As oh, okay. Well later on okay. I, yep. I missed that.
2: But yeah, it was weird that they gave him the redemption, yeah. but then like, so like kind of flat, like mm-hmm. there was really no build up to that. And the fact that his, like the guy, the other, the relative of his who was nice gets immediately he destroyed, gets
0: destroyed by the shark. Yeah. It's interesting. His character was interesting. Calvin in that, he does play your classic kind of businessman in it for the money type of thing, but he doesn't come off super skeezy. He comes off more of like more opportunistic. I, I didn't feel, feel like they overdid his kind of, you know, businessman villain thing. Yeah. So I feel like he didn't even really need the, the arc, right? He just kind of, he made no. some bad decisions. He shouldn't have moved the shark to the little pen, yeah. but otherwise like his decisions in the movie aren't terrible. And he doesn't, he doesn't int- treat his employees the best, but he also doesn't go out of his way to, you know, make their lives miserable. So yeah. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I did. I did think it was funny because you expect him especially. Right. Because he is the the personification of the park in this in this movie. Right. Yeah. Like he is the like he is the hubris of man here. And he just yeah, he just swims off with the, the girl. Yeah, That's fine.
2: <laughs> fine. Yeah. I, I forgot I did write down in my notes because. I forgot about the coming for the glass and I was watching with my girlfriend who had never seen it before. And as soon as that happened, she started burst out laughing and I just shouted, it's coming right for us. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to do that. So yeah, so they give the, the redemption arc and now Catherine and Mike are kind of not really trapped. They should be able to go the same way, but they mm-hmm. take the opportunity to kill the shark because inside the mouth is what's left of the corpse of, uh, uh, oh my God, I can never remember. Fitzroy. Uh, Fitzroyce. Of yeah. uh, Fitzroyce. Uh, who still has a grenade in his hand, (laughs) they magically manage to get, like, a hooked pole through the, like, the the pin and pull it. And then, (laughs) despite the fact that they're underwater and the explosion would destroy their organs because they're not far enough (laughs) away, they get behind one of the desks (laughs) as if it's, like, not underwater. They get behind the desk and the shark when the shark explodes, they no way they blew up that robot. That oh, no. is clearly an explosion over like laid over top of the shot of the of the mm-hmm. shark coming towards the glass. But we get the last 3D effect of the shark bits flying towards the screen and the, the lower and upper half of the jaws like tumbling and then settling into the, the jaws shape. Apparently, some of the debris that was there was they ripped apart a, an E.T. toy <laughs> and used it for some of the debris that blows around.
0: I I can see that because it is. It's all just like chunks weird, and bits b- yeah, and things. And that makes sense because all yeah. E.T. really was was weird bits. To yeah, chunk of was, things, yeah. So. yeah, that was I, I I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the explosion. I enjoyed the shark, like the shark bits coming at the screen. Yeah. I thought that oh, was yeah. fun. This this ending, though, I. I. <laughs> Oh! 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 the <laughs> this fun, freeze th- frame! Oh! Oh my God! It's my!
2: It's gonna be! I! I took a screenshot. I haven't said it yet, but it's gonna be the background of my laptop. It should be. Do yourself a, no. a favor if you're not going to watch this movie, at least try to find a, the freeze frame final shot because Mike and Kathy uh s- swim to the swim to the surface and they're they're wondering if the dolphins made it and then all of a sudden triumphantly that very cheesy music that's been playing throughout the movie fires up the dolphins come. Jumping out of the water right next to them, and they're like,
0: "Yeah!" yeah. I think literally goes, "Yeah!"
2: yeah. in like Sammy slow motion, and then they show us a shot of just Mike and and Kathy in the water, and two superimposed like Dolphin. spinning dolphins, like fucking like Windows ninety five <laughs> screensaver dolphins come up to line the edge, and then it freezes on it, and it looks so terrible. Uh, and it's uh, I, I have the screenshot. I'm making it the background of my. Honestly, my laptop. I need it.
0: The only thing that could have made that scene better is if the water skiers went by in the background. Oh, yes, <laughs> of course. It yeah. it was fantastic that I honestly want that back in movies. because so, so many movies ended on great freeze frames. Yeah, I feel like in, in, in. Yeah, a, a yeah. In the frame. 70s, 80s. And you really just don't see that anymore. And that movie, when it. When it ended, and I was just like, "Oh, that was it, huh? Like that's how we're <laughs> that's, that's how we're ending this." Yeah. It was. I
2: could just imagine in the dailies, just a producer looking back at him, going, "That's what. So that's what you're doing. <laughs> that's what you wanted. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just reserved. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh man. So yeah, that was Jaws 3D. A couple of things about production that I I didn't mention during this. Roy Scheider uh, said in an interview. That they knew better than to even ask me to be in this movie. Cause he didn't even wanna be in two. He had a deal with Universal Studios where he, cause he backed out of The Deer Hunter. And I don't, I don't know what role he's supposed to be, but he backed out of The Deer Hunter. He's supposed to be in two movies for Universal Studios. And he was like, I'll do Jaws 2 if I just have to do Jaws 2. And when they were making Jaws 3, that was, he, he took the job to be in Blue Thunder, the helicopter movie, uh, which is actually pretty good. So that they couldn't even get him, even if they tried to ask. <laughs> so they didn't. And then the other thing about the production of this movie, David Brown and uh, Robert D. Uh, Zanuck or Zanuck. I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. They were producers on the first two films. And uh, I think it was John Hughes and what was it? Maddie Simmons. I think he was a National Lampoon guy. They came to him. And, well, I know John Hughes was because he made Vacation. They came to them with the idea of doing a National Lampoon movie that was Jaws 3. It was going to be called Jaws 3 People Zero. And it was going to be a comedy. It was gonna be very over the top. Bo Derek was going to be in it and naked like half the time and just a bunch of absolute nonsense. Steven Spielberg, they were going to go forward with, they were getting Joe Dante to direct it. Steven Spielberg caught wind of this and he was like, I'll never make another movie for Universal again. <laughs> he told them like, I'm out. I'm out. I'll cancel my deal. I don't give a shit if <laughs> you make that movie. I'm not doing it. So I'm glad he at least shut that down. I think it would have been fine. Yeah. You know, I, I I don't think it would have like, you know, hung around. There's a lot of like kind of weird comedies like, you know, people never never talks about Airplane 2. I think it would have fallen that way. Yeah. Like it kind of would have just nah, no one cared about yeah. it or or the, the large bus. I, I forget yeah. what that movie was.
0: Like 80 percent of National Lampoon movies. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> if you ever want to go on a shocking deep dive, look up how many National mm-hmm. Lampoon There's movies so there many. are. And it's shocking how many are theatrical releases. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Uh, for me, I think final thoughts on this. To me, as far as kind of cheesy, fun, exploitation-esque films go, for me, this is a real summer blockbuster film, right? It's kind of, I lump this in a strange way in with a lot of movies that we get nowadays, like Marvel movies, where you kind of just turn your brain off and you're just, have a good time. Don't question it too much. Just enjoy the nonsense that this movie has to offer, because there is a lot of nonsense in this movie. And watching it like i I watched it about five years ago when my friends and i first started doing our bad movie nights and i hadn't seen it since then and i was not very charitable to it when on first watch but watching it again now i really had a i had a good time i had a good time yeah
2: i have a good time with all the jaws sequels and for different reasons uh and and you're right what you say that it it is kind of in that exploitation way but it is a very it, it still feels like a hollywood blockbuster so it fails in the way that a mm-hmm. hollywood blockbuster fails yeah and so if you're not really into watching these kinds of movies it certainly would come across as more boring and stuff because there is so much uh at the beginning that that happens that's really not important There's setups with no payoff mm-hmm. uh, ultimately yeah. like with the water
0: skiers well, and, 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 Sh- and sean stuff. and kelly just disappear right kelly gets yeah, uh, yeah, gets yeah. wounded and then they go off on the the ambulance never to be seen or heard yeah. from again <laughs> yeah
2: so there's there, there's a lot of alt with it um but there's also a lot of fun because unlike shark movies that don't have a large budget other kind of the sharknados or the italian jaws ripoffs they don't hold it together as well as this movie does so even though it could be considered quote-unquote bad Mm -hmm. it's still much more entertaining than 99% 99% of other shark movies. Absolutely. Uh, so I think just even on that merit alone, it holds up. And 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 the same really can be said for the other Jaws sequels. There's a certain polish to them that makes them watchable uh, even when they're not very good. And, and maybe I'm just talking from a soft spot because I used to rent a lot of movies not knowing what I was getting into when I was younger. So I would have, you know, something built up in my mind and not es- essentially for the entire movie, but for at least some piece of it, because I was used to movies meandering along, not showing mm-hmm. me the monster because they were so low budget. So I was fine with that. You know, I rent old Godzilla movies and then it takes until the last 20 minutes for Godzilla to come out. But as a kid, that just I didn't care. I was watching a movie. Mm-hmm. And so I think I do have a soft spot for this movie for doing that, that it's like, OK, we're we're building up, we're building up, we're building up. And then. Ultimately, it does deliver by being its most silly uh, at the end.
0: I think that's got it. I think we have successfully done Jaws 3D. The only thing I regret is that we couldn't make this podcast 3D. Yes, I yeah,
2: I wish we could. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if you buy into the three D audio, whatever that means. Ooh, yeah. <laughs>
0: we'll see when I'm editing this if I can if I can make yeah. it three D for them. I'll just I'll just keep messing with the pan so it just comes in like oh, <laughs> at no. random times. Yeah. yeah, everyone will love that. Um
2: definite watch. Uh definite <laughs> watch if you are into these kinds of movies. If you're not, maybe just listen to how we described it. It's yeah. probably enough for you. <laughs> um but I think if these are the kinds of movie if you like watching movies the kind of offbeat stuff and, and movies that we like, I would say definitely check it out. I, I think it's a great movie to just throw on Sunday afternoon because you can miss some of the beginning by going to do your laundry.
0: Not going to be a problem. <laughs> <You're> not <laughs> really not going to be a problem. Be a problem. Yeah. So Josh, what's on deck for next week?
2: Well, it's a little movie based on a Stephen King property. It's the adaptation of Stephen King's short story, Trucks. That's right. It's the 90s TV movie, Trucks, not Maximum <laughs> Overdrive. <laughs> Straight up, <laughs> Trucks. Which I guess could also be considered the remake of Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> I just figure Maximum Overdrive is done to death. Not that we won't at some point get to it on this podcast. It doesn't matter how many times it's done. It, it has a lot to be said for it. But I remember, again, going back to my IMDb days, found out about Trucks. It has a wild poster that is like, it's the cab of like a semi- With uh, like a a screaming skeleton, I think, in the driver's seat. Does not happen in the movie. (laughs) And then there was a, yeah, like a 280p trailer that barely showed anything. So I didn't know what to expect going into it. I watched it a few years ago during one of my like long, like, I'm going to watch a million horror movies leading up to Halloween. It's a Stephen King TV movie, which are hidden hit or miss, like drastically hit or miss uh, movies. And uh, and yeah, just having never seen anything about it, like I, I didn't know what to get. And being a TV movie, I was like, you know, that a lot of times it, they're very boring. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of talking.
0: So I've just looked this up now, and it is exactly as you describe, <laughs> except for the tagline, you turn, you die. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, Josh, this is oh, yeah. I have not seen. So for our audience, I've seen our first two movies beforehand, uh, Chopping Mall and and Jaws 3D. This is going to be a brand new experience for me. And just based on this. I have I have reservations. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, it's its going to be a good one. And I think the only other thing that I'll add is uh, uh, for people who do want to watch Jaws 3D. I didn't find it streaming anywhere. You're probably going to have to rent it on Apple or something like that. Uh, there,
0: there is a place that has it. It's actually the Internet Archive. Oh, okay. Yep. So Internet Archive has yep. it. So yeah, so if you we're, if you search uh, just I think Jaws 3D full movie or something. It, yeah, Internet Archive has the full movie. It is the 2D kind of fuzzy version, yeah. but it's enough to to get you through. You'll get the you'll you'll figure out which parts were meant to be super 3D. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> All right. See you next time.
2: Damn mammal. This one's a fish. A simple,
1: beautiful fish.
0: Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, join the cult today by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice. Help us grow the cult by sharing it with your friends, family, and that chained-up man you keep in your basement. Finally, you can connect with us on Facebook at the Video Cult. Or on Instagram and TikTok at video underscore cult six six six.